I would like to thank our new Patreon members. Meet David Tequato. Tequato. Uh, T-E-C-U-A-T-L. I think I might have pronounced that one right. Or he might have been hammered and just hit some stuff on it. I don't know. I've, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I just lose a Patreon <laughs> member? <laughs> Oops. And thank you, Stephanie Brazil. Brazil. Uh nice producer tier god bless you and those are our new patreon members i appreciate y'all y'all fund the show and thank you thank you thank you now today's guest <laughs> chevy chase over here today's guest dude i we already recorded it i do the intros afterwards so there's some inside hollywood information <laughs> And uh, I ain't gonna lie, I was just a little nervous. He's my friend; I've known him for years. But it's just when you when you look up to the comic, it make it makes me go like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have uh, on today Fahim Anwar, and he's one of the best <laughs> comics in the business. Period. He's the guy's just a right machine, and and uh, has. Is this mic just sinking lower? Yeah, and you lower? gotta tighten that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll just use that. I'm trying to give a heart-filled message, and the mic is just going, <laughs> old limp <laughs> microphone over here. Anyways, and then I just, uh, he's one of the <laughs> best, and I'm excited to have him on the pod. I already did. <laughs> oh, should we just redo this no, whole this thing? No, this is good. This is great. And he's done so much. He's had a sketch uh, special on Comedy Central. He has uh, a, a special of stand-up on Comedy Central, and, and he's uh, just truly one of the most talented comics out there, so I'm excited to have him. Boo is chewing on cords over there, my uh, kitten. You could get her in the shot. You get her? She's not chewing anymore. She's just licking. Very anticlimactic, Boo. <laughs> Anyways, it's the longest, weirdest intro ever. Let's get to it. Thank you for liking and subscribing and sharing my shit. And if you haven't done so, you you should, because it helps me out a great deal. <laughs> Click subscribe and share and tweet and get your pants. I love you all. Thank you. Bye-bye. Fahima. -bye. I respect the R&L. Some people don't care, but I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're the first one. Come on. No one else cares? No. Maybe it's an OCD. Even. Some people don't even want to wear these headphones. No, I'm all I about the phones. The, do every, rappers go in the studio with no headphones? Yeah, exactly. Tupac wore headphones. Yeah, they said turn me up in the headphones. He was a man. He was no coward. Yes. He got shot five times before he got shot five more times. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what was, a guy. Was just like preseason. You know, I uh, I think I've talked about this before. You're check like... To check. I said... Uh, I try to make it into a bit, but it's a bit morbid. And uh, please, I love that. I know you're the he's the he's the joke engineer. This guy over here, he fixes everything. <laughs> I uh, this is a true story, and I didn't even remember it until maybe six, seven months ago when my cousin Lisa told me I said this. So my grandma was passing, and uh, 
she was on hospice, so she had all all the drugs, and I was a drug addict, and I would take them. Uh-huh. So, so I knew she was passing, so I was swinging a little heavy because I knew my mom was gonna dump them down the toilet. Right. So I was so high, and me, my mom, my aunt, and my cousin were holding my grandma as she's passing, and my cousin told me that I said, "Say hi to Grandpa and Tupac," and I didn't <laughs> remember that until recently. And she's like, "I said that." And, and she's like, yeah, we all looked at you like, what the fuck? And now I, I, I just finished the joke with like, I wonder if she said what's up to Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, while you're there, why not? He's probably around the corner. And uh, and my Mexican family who's listening to this probably are going to hate me. It's okay. I love you all. I'm sorry. No, you broke the tension. And yeah. It's good. It's I got a laugh. Nice memory on the, yeah. <laughs> I didn't remember. I always had this thought that it's kind of unfortunate that hospital and hospice start the same. Because you get your, like, if you're on your last legs, you kind of get your hopes up because you're like, oh, we got to take you to a hospital. And you think they're going to say patel. Yeah. But they go, is. <laughs> yeah, because there's, you get out of the hospital. Yeah. Like, you are under the understanding that, like, you probably will, or there's a chance you'll get out. Yeah. Hospice is unfortunate. Like, no. you don't come out of hospice. Yeah. Or maybe you do, but it's much more rare than coming out of a hospital. So, my, Change Grant. the words. What I'm trying to say. Yeah, They're too similar. Change, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're uh, dude. So my grandma went into a diabetic coma for like a, a month, a very very long time. They put her on hospice. She was supposed to die immediately. She woke up and requested two hard boiled eggs and a biscuit with butter, and lived five more years on hospice. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a commercial for hard boiled eggs yeah. <laughs> and butter paid for by the hard boiled eggs. She loved those biscuits, man. And uh, yeah, dude, it was gnarly. None of us, you know, we all mourned her. And then yeah. we're, like five years later, it's like, okay, when are you gonna die, grandma? <laughs> oh, that's so dark. I-, I wanted to do this one sketch where um, I did I did like a small part of it in this one sketch that I did where uh, I wrote it where, you know, they always have those scenes in the movies where they're doing the last words. Like, uh, tell my wife I love her. Yeah. And just the death is taking so long. It won't. Like, and you just Like his going. last breath lasts forever. Like, yeah. Uh, 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 and, I, and I just prolonged it for like five minutes. Where it's like, uh, uh, and, and then my friend ends up putting like a pillow on my face because yeah. he's got somewhere to be. He's like, I got a date. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, I'm, I'm already emotionally invested. Yeah. I've already mentally like clocked you as dead and you're still doing the last breath. I have like oh. reservations at catch okay asshole yeah it's a hard restaurant to get into let's, let's wrap up this. wrap up your life get it going <laughs> well this is off to a morbid start yeah it's okay no we want people to live yeah we're putting that i love there. my grandma she took care of me she took me in and but you brought that up it gets it's gonna get slightly more darker before we change the <laughs> subject yeah so nobody talks about this so we were there as she was passing and uh you think the person passed your loved ones passed we thought my grandma had passed and then like i mean like 30 seconds upwards to a minute there'll be another breath and we're all holding her crying and then like you know that happens well ah! and uh we're we couldn't help but giggle a little bit because you know she literally scared the shit out of us and uh that's just kind of how my that side of the family copes with horrible stuff we laugh yeah there's also that human tendency though when people will laugh when they don't mean to laugh when things are so tense yeah it's like a human people react so differently i've laughed 
during breakups and then they're like are you a monster like no i'm going to cry <laughs> for a month after yeah. this i just don't know how to handle yeah. this or your wires are so crossed yeah that, uh, you know, they're like why are you laughing you know like yeah. just leave i'll cry <laughs> it's a it's a bad yeah. i'll tape you when i'm crying <laughs> just I'll like record see, it. see see i told you it's <laughs> happening now this is ugly cry too i'm just on my own schedule i cry in the car that's when i open up oh i've done that yeah um, i'm a private crier yeah like, i think it's a middle eastern thing just suppress all the feelings and that's why like if someone's i think someone said hey let's go see that mr rogers movie you know yeah when that was in theaters yeah and i had heard how sad it is and stuff i'm not gonna cry with anyone i know no one could see me cry crying's like jerking off to me <laughs> <laughs> like i'd rather someone see me jerk off than cry and sometimes i'll be in the theater and i'm, I'm like I think I was watching Straight Outta Compton, which sounds ridiculous. Did but you like, cry? The Easy E scene, like there's for some reason sometimes things just hit you a certain way, and especially if you pride yourself on trying not to cry for a long time, it's really bottled up. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta let the parallels of crying and you gotta let it. So so I'm, I'm just in the movie theater and like I'm next to someone and and so I, I'm just like as long as it stays on that bottom lid, and then I'll do this <laughs> thing. Move. I'll do this thing where I'm just looking at the left corner. So, like, the images won't be so sad because I'm just looking at the left corner of the movie screen. <laughs> I'm, like, That's edging. A, a lot of work. Just let it out. Just come no. already. Jesus. No, cause, and then also, sometimes I've had, like, a, like a sneaky tear just kind of, like, and I'm like, okay, I got to wipe this off without someone knowing that I'm touching my face. <laughs> so I'll be like. <laughs> we're learning a lot about me i know we're having a real breakthrough i thought i was just doing your podcast yeah. and now i'm realizing i have some real walls you do you need to cry man cut to the end of it we're just holding each other weeping <laughs> well my dad was never a big crier um the only time i really saw him cry was when i was moving from seattle to la because yeah. all of us who aren't from la which is almost everybody in the entertainment biz everyone's a transplant there's that moment where you pack up the car and you drive out or you yeah. hop on a plane. I'm from Seattle, so it's a, it was easier to drive. So I graduated college. I packed up the car and all that. And then, you know, everyone's mentally like, yeah, I'm going to leave. But then there's that moment when you're like literally leaving that day and that moment in time where you're literally driving away. And so I'm all packed up. The car's in the driveway. And then my dad, uh, he just kind of like went to the bathroom like real quick. And like I could, th like I knew everyone knew, but like, uh, and that was kind of powerful. I'm like, wow, nice. I haven't seen my dad like this before. Yeah, it's a it's an old school uh, generation too. My dad would never like. He, I think my mom said she saw him cry once when his dog Enoch died, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was it. But now I don't know what happened. He kind of turned into a softy. He still won't cry for normal reasons, but I swear on my life, like literally Whitney Houston will belt out a ballad and you'll just see him well up. It's, we're yeah. like, what? All that repression. <laughs> we thought you were racist. No, I'm just kidding, Dad. I'm sorry. I have this um, theory that dogs are, are sort of emotional surrogates for, I'll just generalize and say like Middle Eastern dads aren't very emotional and they try to like not cry and all that. But I think they have this soft, soft spot for dogs because they don't want anything from them. Um, they can confide in them and not be judged. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the, especially the horrors, maybe some middle people have seen back home, like 
you know, my brother, they executed him for political beliefs. <laughs> like, yeah. They could really like, you could really let loose with a puppy like this. <laughs> and if you cry in front of a, and if you cry in front of a dog, you, you're not worried yeah. about that dog telling other people no, he'll or lick, judging he'll you. He'll like, tear right up. He'll love you forever. Like, you're fine the way you are. And you could tell about the horrors you saw back home yeah. in your country. And then the dog doesn't judge you. And you get to just open your heart. That you can't do that with other people because you're like, are they scheming? Are they going to tell? Are they going to judge me? It's just toxic ma masculinity. Yeah, toxic masculinity. <laughs> We're under a lot of pressure, okay? And then if you cry too much, you're a bitch then and you're the girls bitch. don't like you. What is it, ladies? Women, you want it both ways. <laughs> you want the futurist female guy? No. In theory, yeah. But then once you're with him, you're like, eh, I thought I wanted this. <laughs> yeah, he cries in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't get... Like, he's more of a feminist than me and this yeah. is odd. I told him to flick my bean and he started crying. Yeah. He said, you deserve better. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want I know, that. I'm, I, I know you're saying that, but you're going to regret this yeah. bean flicking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Boo. Boo's tangled up. Boo's tangled. There needs to be well, more cats in podcast studios. I agree. <laughs> On my highest viewed episodes are where they interact <laughs> yeah. with us because there's so many cat ladies. I do, are you a cat or dog person? We I have them both. Um, I turn into a cat lady, man. I'm trying to convert the world. I I'm do like, like the independence God. of cats because people will be like, I'm, you know, I'm, I've got that house in Tarzana and they're like, oh, you should get a dog. It's just you. No way. But then I think about if I do a gig or if I need to, I like being able to just go somewhere on a drop of a hat. Three days. He's yeah. leaving three days. That's pretty cool. Give him some water. Give him a lot of water. <laughs> but they could, some of people, like depending on the cat, they could go upwards to a week. Whoa. It's if you're crazy. really pushing it. Yeah. If you want to do like castaway cat. <laughs> just Tom Hanks. He's come back. <laughs> just, just like a tennis ball that, 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 that they've made to look like you. Yeah. The cat just has yarn around the tennis ball. Made it look like Craig. Like a little backwards hat on the, the Will. Would it be Wilson or would it be Penn? It would be Penn. Because Wilson's been done. Yeah, it's been done. I know Wilson does volleyballs and tennis balls, but Penn is very specific to tennis balls. So for the purposes of this picture that I've painted, the tennis <laughs> ball is pen. Um, we figured it out, boo. I, uh, uh, my niece and nephew came over today. Speaking of pen, and I found a tennis ball on the ground. We started playing with it. And then my sister's like, don't do that. It's COVID. I was like, ah. And then uh, we ditched the tennis ball after we played with it for about an hour. And then he picked up a rock. And yeah, you know where this is going, by the, the sewer pipe. And uh, my sister took it out of his hand and she cracked it open. And it was 100% a turd. <laughs> <laughs> and my little nephew just was playing <laughs> with a fucking turd covered in sand. Question She's is, like, oh, Thaddeus. And she had to sanitize his hands. Did She's he have like, a good time, though? That's he all that did. matters. <laughs> and he's so cute. He's like, that was poop, mommy. And it was just so funny. We're cracking up. And just, yeah, that's uh, that's life of a child. Life of a child. It's your tennis ball reference made me think of that. Right, Bill? Okay, this is where it gets quiet, and I go, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for doing This is the part of the podcast oh, where the cat hey, hey, sharpens hey. its claws. <laughs> yeah, on the brand <laughs> new like furniture <laughs> that I didn't buy insurance for. Oh, damn. This, what's wrong with me? I bought these expensive, nice couches from Living Spaces. They said, Living Spaces. It's a good song. It's very catchy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of places try to do too much. Yeah, with their slogan That's or their theme just song. That's it. That's it. Living space. The people. It's an earworm. Yeah, 
and it's stuck and branded. Like, yeah, what's that other one that's terrible? Hey, like, do that? Too. No, the one where they do the phone number, but it's so many. It's like eight nine three two five nine five six seven two five. Like that's too ambitious. Yeah, that's I don't remember that digits. one. See, that's why it's too yeah, ambitious. Yeah, but living spaces. Eighty do and uh, those are another one. Stefan called Jack Stefan. This is West Coast local advertisement but they made this one commercial and used it for like 20 years i've been seeing it since i was a kid that's good value wait what was so I talking you, about? you bought these chairs from oh and living spaces yes and then the lady said do you want a warranty and it wasn't that much more and it was for five years i think it was 50 dollars a chair it was for five years and then if you don't use it you could use it a credit in the store so it was like it was a totally fair deal and I went, no. And my girl was like, you should get it. And I was like, no. And then I get home and it covered stains, coffee. Mm. You're drinking coffee, it covered cats. Like if the cat pissed and sliced it up. And then covered. like immediately they just start clawing at it. And I was like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up. Can I get the warranty? I'm sorry, is it too late? <laughs> it's too late. Why do, why, is that just a guy thing? No, we don't the need warranty? it. The warranty? Yeah. Wh it's white. I have cats. You just trust that life will avoid you in this regard. I've been trusting that my whole life, and it's, it's usually uh, it's a catastrophe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've gotten the warranty on The phone I will, because that's... I say no to oh, all you say no of to that? All of it, even flights. Flights all. I won't do. No. I trust that I'm going to fly on this yeah. date. Yeah. No warranties no over warranties. here. We're, we're flying <laughs> no very close to the sun, guys. <laughs> Whoa, really? Yeah. <laughs> but you have a lot of friends. It's so shitty that in this country, our health insurance is just... Go fund me. Yeah. And they go, hey, well, what if what if you don't have a lot of friends? And they go, and you're fucked. Okay. Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, join a salsa class yeah. if you're sick. Try to meet some people who want to pitch in <laughs> yeah. outside. That's that's the only solution we have in join America. Join a volleyball league. Get to the beach. So yeah. I broke my leg. That's why I've I had can't. this thought that in America for health insurance, uh, you just better have friends if you get sick who will donate. And, and we like have some retweet rich friends you too. And have a lot of followers. Yeah, yeah. Have rich friends and people who retweet. That's your safety net in this country. And if you're homeless, I've had this thought that coffee is kind of like our only solution to homelessness. Because you can go to Denny's and just keep on having coffees and you have a roof under you. And you just drink coffee till your heart explodes. Yeah. Like that's the best solution we have for homelessness in this country. It's like coffee's cheap and you'll have something over your head for a while. It's, right it's true i'm not saying it's ideal but these are some very shanty town solutions to some big <laughs> problems i love that little bit you did i think you hard posted it. i don't remember but you drove by a denny's and you're like oh, oh yeah look. like look oh it was a homeless shelter that you thought was a denny's or vice well, versa i mean that's how the joke presented itself because so i'm in the valley i'm in tarzana right yeah and covid this outdoor dining thing started happening around here and some places have lovely patios and are kind of built for it and then you see some establishments that are just kind of on the fly figuring it out. Yeah. They're building these it's tents. Easy they're, up. They're with building zip tied an, Yeah, they're building an jeans in, on the side. They're building an inside outside. It's yeah. like the same shit, but just different labels. It's semantics. So I'm driving on Ventura Boulevard, and then I see this like haphazardly put together sloppy like circus tent type thing, and there's caution tape. It just looks gross. It looks like a shanty town in downtown LA, like Skid Row or something. And then I see it's just outdoor dining for IHOP. So it was it was the it restaurant. Was, and it's it on was, the sidewalk. Yeah. It's on the so this yeah. whole section of the sidewalk is blocked <laughs> off. 
It literally looks like the stuff people complain about in this this like state about the homelessness problem. Oh, but, it's, but it's okay because it's IHOP on yeah. the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. They have pancakes. Yeah. So then I made a joke. I was like, guys, I can't believe how bad the homelessness problem is getting here. Oh, wait. That's just outdoor dining for IHOP. My bad. <laughs> oh, in that case, let's get some pancakes, honey. And also, who needs pancakes that? Like, who wants to eat at IHOP that bad where you go, yeah. babe, let's eat on the sidewalk? If you're eating at Denny's on asphalt, like, you just, just, just cook at home, you know? Or... You must have really loved Denny's if if you're like, yeah. Corona's not going to win. <laughs> Moon's over my yeah. hammy. Here I'm gonna I have come. It one way. I'm going to have it with exhaust? <laughs> I remember I used to order Moon's over my hammy as a kid just because I wanted to say that. And I didn't. It wasn't even. You even like it? Like it was. A, <laughs> I, I had other choices, but it was just like, Moon's over my hammy. You know, it's just for the bit. I like Denny's, man. Like, I used to live in K-Town. Right, Denny's is not good, sir. I don't know. I it's, don't know. I was, okay, maybe I'll tell you why I liked it. So you know, when you first moved to LA, you're on the come up. You're trying to save money. It was very affordable. It's pretty you cheap. That. It's cheap as hell. I think I was doing this breakfast. It came out to like four dollars, four or five dollars, and it had scrambled eggs. It had a lot of stuff. So I was just, I was stoked with the price. And then on another front, they had all these booths, and I just love diners, and I love booths. Like one of my favorite things is just going to a diner, melting in a booth, going through my phone and kind of like writing. And it's like a home office. Yeah. I just eat my breakfast and then have some coffee and some refills. It's like my WeWork. I, I think that's what I miss <laughs> most is, I mean, of course, stand up, but just hanging with comics at the diner and just getting made fun of by more famous people <laughs> I know it was the yeah, best. yeah it was so fun and we would just laugh yeah and you kind of it was great because we would do our sets around town yeah and then we would our schedules are slanted so late that we have one more meal in us by the end of the night you know we've yeah. all done our sets and now it's time it's like our lunchtime. you and, know how regular we were people starving we're at starving midnight, like starving like not just i want a snack like i want yeah, a chicken yeah. club. We're not doing with it to French do it. Fries. This is our lunchtime, but yeah. we happen to be vampires. Yeah. So this is <laughs> a colleagues and everybody at lunch, but it's dinner and late at night. And you really get to decompress the night. Yeah. You have a bird's eye view. You get to say what happened at each club. And yeah, I miss it. I miss it so much. There's a lot of great people I don't get to see anymore because we we don't have that diner late night hang or see them at the comedy clubs. Yeah, I, I brought it up on a previous podcast, but how long me, you, and Josh Adam Myers hung out at the first <laughs> show back in Magic yeah. Asphalt with Tammy Joe? We just stayed because we were like, no, this is like, this is it. Yeah, because like when else, it had been so long since we had been let out. Yeah. Like we're dogs or something and we're not going to leave the dog park. We stayed like at least two hours past the show. Yeah. And then we even like moved from one hanging yeah. area, loitering area to our cars and then did another like 30 <laughs> minutes of riffing. And I just remember you writing a sketch in front of us. Did you ever do it? The guy that like danced, moonwalked? Oh yeah. Uh, no, I didn't do it, but I wrote it in my phone. Okay. How, how did it go again? Was it the guy who couldn't stop moonwalking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, he learned like, how. He, he le he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like I'm teaching you how to moonwalk, let's yeah. say. Yeah. Go, okay, so you do this? Because you wanted to learn, right? Yeah. So I was trying to teach you how to moonwalk backstage in the driveway or whatever so i'm like okay toe up slide it switch 
And then I just I thought it'd be very fun. good. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny if like, okay, yeah, learn it. And then you go, oh, 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 it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just, ah, ah, how do I stop? And I'm like, hey, you just do it. Ah, ah. And then the, the sketch would just follow you forever. Just like through traffic. Like, how do I, how do I, <laughs> I just see them on like the, the great wall of China. Yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. just like through the whole oh, earth. Man. And then there's two guys with glass. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right the glass that's yeah <laughs> that was the big finale yeah or maybe you're about to get you're about to get hit people by a Mack getting, truck or something people are getting married you just get <laughs> i now pronounce you <laughs> see this is the stuff this is the stuff we miss yeah, I can't do that at home by myself. No, I need, I need you it guys. doesn't happen. I could, but I'm just a fucking I need lunatic. To teach you how to moonwalk. <laughs> I'm just talking to my couch. Oh man. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun, just catching up with everybody and just you know doing dumb shit like that. Yeah. Those shows are so funny because talk about. I say this with love. What an awful thing performing to a vehicle is and then cut to it's the only thing and you love it and you're like, oh, give me the cars, please, for <laughs> yeah. the love of God. Because we're used to live humans sitting in a small shoebox. And uh, Yeah, it's amazing uh, when things started to open up again. Um, all the shows that were available to us, if you had pitched those shows to like Craig or myself pre-COVID, we'd be like, fuck no, no. this is you're terrible. Insane. This is the worst show in the world. <laughs> Comedy can't work like this. Why would you even waste my time? And now it's the only places. Like, uh, how, how, how soon can I perform? <laughs> yeah, like, okay. That was great. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe I almost didn't bring this up. Yesterday, I did uh, Tammy Jo Deering's Magic Asphalt at the Magic Castle. Go to That it. is a fun show, though. It's a fun show. The only COVID-compliant uh, yeah. show in Los Angeles. And Eliza Schlesinger is on stage mm-hmm. uh, closing it out. And... The cops uh, get in a police chase and corner the assailant in the driveway of the Magic Castle. <laughs> Helicopters, guns drawn, loudspeak. Eliza, like, she couldn't even, she she talked about it. She's like, I couldn't, what am I, <laughs> how do you deal with that heckler? You know, and she just literally just did her act and just had to. Just plowed through. Plowed through a heli. She, of course, addressed it, but then sure. it just kept going. Like, Get on the ground. Yeah. Just like I was at Ralph the other day. <laughs> yeah. Don't move. Was, I'll fucking blow your brains out. Uh, this Trump supporter flipped me yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we were laughing. I was just like, oh, I'm glad. To-. And she did like 30, too. I was like, that is kind of. It's funny for us as comedians. Yeah. Because we. You almost have that sympathy pain for them, and you're glad it's not you up there doing yeah. it. But you you can just appreciate how awkward this is for them. We're like, oh, that's funny, dude. Another time it happened pre-COVID in the club, but it was New Year's Eve, and it was I believe it was Reuben Paul on stage at the Long Beach Laugh Factory, right where Long Beach does their fireworks show. Yep, <laughs> this motherfucker like start. He made it funny. He's he's a pro, you know. But then you know it's it's was like. His whole set, and it sounds like a war zone. And then he's just like, like waiting it out. And he's just—it's just only so much you could do. You can only make so many firework riffs, you know. And then yeah. you're like, okay, all right. Before the audience is like, yeah, we get it. There's fireworks yeah. going off, but into the performer, you have no idea what that's doing to our mental. Oh, you have state. a timing. You're like, what's the next bit? And it's just being in. It's like being heckled by. And uh, all the comics were dying, just enjoying it. He's literally like, 
Yeah, because you don't envy them, you know. And it's like people love that shit when your friend gets sandbagged. Yeah, it's it's the best. That's why Impractical Jokers is so funny, just because like their friends just sort of saddling each other. Yeah, man, those guys sell out arenas. God, that's that's crazy. such a big show. Yeah. Damn, we need to start Impractical. Yeah, jokers. we need to prank each other, dude. Maybe <laughs> a, a pie. Prank. <laughs> I am a prank guy, but I'm not a prank guy. It's like I don't. I'm not really a prank guy. I've talked about this, uh, like on my pod, where I just go like, my biggest pet peeve is those like uh, prank couples. You know, you'll see them on Instagram and YouTube. Like she doesn't know. Hey, babe, <laughs> oh, I cut your hair, and it's like it's so fake. And also, sometimes it's like really cruel. Like it's fucked but up. You shit. could you could tell like the acting's so bad. You know that yeah. they're both, but it gets tons of views. I've seen people don't care, I guess. I've seen the same uh, couples on Facebook at levels and is even worse. Yeah. Like the prankster. For some reason, the Instagram couple that pranks is a little bit better quality than the Facebook couple <laughs> that pranks. I don't know why, but I got caught and I was like, how does this have 8 million views? Yeah. This is fake. She's not sleeping. I saw her eyes wiggle. And people yet, don't care. I added the view. I added oh. one more view. But that was a hate view. And yeah. that, that brings down the real views. <laughs> <laughs> these fucking guys i think people want it to be true so that's why they watch it or they're they're able to forgive obvious tells that it's fake yeah if it was daniel day lewis playing pranks i'd be like fuck <laughs> <That's good>. they're, <laughs> they're really pranking each other <laughs> he killed that if guy it was for oil. Kid, if it was yeah. nicole kidman and daniel day lewis pranking each other yeah. i'd be like why are they pranking each other is this are so they married riveting? now no but oh, they're great okay. actors okay. <laughs> like, what nicole kidman's great yeah oh my god daniel day lewis and there will be blood I mean, come on. Yeah. So good. Talk about nailing the hateful white man. <laughs> That's the guy. That's the guy. I was saying he's such a good actor. No one ever tells him to live tweet anything. You know, when he books a, uh, an acting thing, no one's like, can you promote more Daniel D. Lewis? Because <laughs> he's just such a high caliber actor. Yeah. They're like, we got him. That's such a win. Yeah. But every other actor, they're like, Okay, we want you to do this YouTube show. We want you to get on here. We want you to do a TikTok with can this. Can you do hot ones? Can you do hot ones? How <laughs> funny is Pacino, he? can you do hot ones? <laughs> oh, that's, oh. that's hot. That's a fucking hot wing. Oh. Yo, Pesci, can you come out of retirement and, and do uh, Logan Paul's podcast? <laughs> yeah, can you get pranked? Oh, man. Yeah, that's where we're headed. It's sad. I don't know. There's a market for everything. So I'm not knocking it. If people like it, people like doing it, all for it. But we have a different lane. We make fun of it. And yet we I'll make be fun like, of I'll it. Do it. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I need to sell some shirts. How many views? <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. I'm just a hoard of the views, baby. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a slave to the algorithm. Oh, fuck these algorithms. I know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It sucks because you think you've cracked it and then they change it and you go, oh, okay, well, what was working does not anymore. I got to f- figure out the new one. Yeah, and all you want to do is create art. Yeah, all you, and then they all my fans wanted me to post stand up. I'm like, I only have so much of it. It's hard to write. All my new stuff's too long and weird. Yeah, it's uh, that balance of giving some to the fans. I'll try to find that with myself too. It's like you're he. This guy's the most writing machine <laughs> I've ever met in my life. This guy's got how many hours do you have? I don't know. I do write a lot. I mean, I have the one hour special that's already out that. Comedy Central picked up so I don't do that anymore that's just on YouTube and that sits there so if anyone's like hey where's your special or I want to see one or are you on Netflix I go just here's a link to the YouTube it's yeah free. and then 
I'll just, I just write a lot. I have a big turnover and sometimes I'll have bits where I'm like, this is funny, but it's kind of like a B side or it's very fleeting. Yeah. I go, this has no home in my larger hour. So I can just put this on Instagram. I've referenced you many times. I was like, I wish I was a right machine like Fahim. God damn. That's nice. I tell stories. And, uh, but that's also, you know, I'm envious of that too. It's very cool. Like I think comics, we sort of admire styles that are outside of what we do because it's foreign to us or our brain doesn't work that way. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'm a great storyteller. I'm more of like observational and absurd and like paint scenes and like sketch. And I'm like, yeah, it's more jokes. Like, uh, I can't like when Ari Shavir had a storytelling show, he asked me to do it. And, which is nice and it's like a cool opportunity but i just didn't have a story that i thought that i could deliver and be happy with i didn't want to force it yeah so and i'm sure crazy things have happened to me but the way you can arrange it or something and like uh i just don't have that yeah i didn't know him until jfl and then i did his storytelling show but live only at montreal mm. and then uh and then he got let go or in a weird way oh, that right was, okay from my understanding this is just from what I know. I don't know if it's, uh, there's two sides to everything, but so he had that, this is not happening with comedy central. Right. Yeah. So he was the host of it and the creator. And that was his show that he developed. And then he had a Netflix special. So he had a stand up special on, a t- on yeah, Netflix, two hours, like a two parter or whatever yeah. that was on Netflix. And then I think comedy central was upset that he went to Netflix to do the special. So it was a little petty though, because Netflix, like every every comedian dreams of a Netflix special. Yeah. Are you going to pull this guy by his ankles? Like any, he gave you a great show to begin with. And why are you penalizing the guy for doing the thing that anybody in their right mind would do? And then they literally just replaced them with Roy Wood Jr., right? Yeah. They just inserted a different, and I love Roy Wood Jr. as well. Oh, he's so good. He's so funny. He's so funny. His, um, I haven't seen a second special, but his first one is one of my favorite specials in a while. I haven't. That was on Comedy Central. Seen it, but every comic has been talking so about good it. i love roy wood jr yeah if anyone's watching do a deep dive check out that he's, special and his stuff he's on daily show it's probably how most people know him but check out his stand-up for sure so yeah they just replaced ari with with roy wood jr because ari went to netflix to do his specials yeah and i just thought that was a petty move yeah i i know many many of comics that have done stuff with comedy central and they've made jokes like i make more off my byron allen late night appearance than i have through comedy central it's so odd um because you know we've been in the comedy biz for a while and to see things change the way media changes the way companies change and if you're doing your job you you adapt and 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 it's crazy because netflix was taking everyone's lunch for a while yeah and people recognized that and they started embracing streaming like figuring out a way to do streaming and i've and 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 uh comedy central just no they were just playing the violin on the titanic they're (laughs) they're like oh you're doing that that's cool i've got to bang out this tune (laughs) they would just straight i'm surprised (laughs) like five years after i thought they would have done the thing they didn't do it yeah they never got into streaming they barely like in this last six months to a year well now they're a youtube channel yeah <laughs> like their their solution to streaming it's, is throw everything on youtube and now. it's like you're late you're late you they're could've... so late that they're on youtube now yeah. that was their best solution it's crazy they used to be the top it's very odd to to see the evolution of companies just shift like and they just don't 
do what they used to do. Like before you, I remember I used to always TiVo uh, Comedy Central. You see all sorts of half hour presents. I used to watch Nick Swartzen's oh, Who Farted. Yeah. I mean, what a shocker. I've already said that, but it's my favorite. I was like, I could do that. <laughs> That's it. Because uh, he's just my vibe. I, I love, love that. I love Swartzen. He's, he's, he's one of my so favorites. He's so funny. He's, uh, and, and then uh, they just don't. They don't, like, I know they, like, made lame attempts to, like, start, but it was, like, too late. You just spent eight years on hiatus, and now you're trying to greenlight all these. There's yeah. always comics coming up out well, of the ooze. I noticed a shift, though, too. I think they were sort of um, the tastemakers of stand-ups. Of who you, they, they really had their ear to the street, and they broke a lot of great comedians, and they were known for that. And then there was this shift where they just started propping up, like, serviceable people in their 20s like young you like 21 23 year old it wasn't about the best comedians anymore it was just like who's young and doing comedy yeah not the most seasoned like there are some exceptions to the rule but as a whole it just seemed like there was less just looking at comedy objectively regardless of of like age and whatever box you check just like who's funny and it became like who's 22 and 23 and funny yeah I'm not going to name him, but we both know someone that was taken off a show just because of his age, you know? Hmm. And that's so fucked up. Like, he's the funniest. What are you that's doing? That's the beauty of comedy. Or Who I cares? think, uh, yeah, it's weird. Comedy's entered this, like, it's become pop music. Where in the 70s and, and 80s, it was just more about the voice. It didn't matter what the body, it was just more about your essence and whatever your brain was. And haven't you noticed when you're at the clubs, you'll have friendships with people? And you, you don't even like realize how old they are or where, what background. I'm friends with people that I would have never met just because we share this common, like being a stand Yeah, I, I have geeked out on that and be like, I'm just friends with a 55-year-old and we go to yeah. the dining. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> like me and it Joey doesn't... Diaz would have n- never. Yeah. We, we don't <laughs> hang out. We don't hang out outside of like have, if comedy doesn't exist, we don't have conversations. Yeah. But we love comedy so we're friends. We have this rapport, you know? He was my favorite to watch at the store. Oh, I, yeah. He's like a steamroll. He's like a buzzsaw of comedy. And I remember like running in the room and behind me was Sebastian Meniscalco also running in the room to go watch Joey. Yeah. And I just remember being like a, a, a fangirl. Like, I'm watching Joey next to Sebastian and we're both just laughing our ass off. It was just, it's just so cool. It's a very endearing thing yeah. at the comedy store as well where you get to see really established comedians be children again. Like yeah. that moment to see Sebastian be 12 and watch yeah. Joey. Because you get so jaded watching so much comedy, but there's so many great comedians at the comedy store. There are often times that we get to just sit in the back and you know, we'll, we'll do a set and then I get to sit back and just watch some great comedians. Yeah, those Tuesday nights were insane. Yeah, those lineups like Rogan, Sebastian, Burr, Chappelle drops in, Chris Rock. Yeah. Um, back to that age thing. Burr, uh, someone tweeted this. I believe it was Marcella. And uh, she said, Bill Burr didn't get his first special till he was 40. Like, it's okay, guys. And I love that because yeah. it's true. And then. Uh, well, it's, it's, I do, it's not lost on me that we're kind of in a great profession and art form where you just get better with age it's not like football or any sport where 
your value drops, you know, because yeah. it's Cause, all about perspective. Because your cartilage. Uh, yeah, yeah, out. it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> he lost his knees. He can't right. do it no more. So it's all about like wisdom and perspective, and that only gets sharper with age. Yeah, and just you become more seasoned as a performer. Like a year in, you're probably nervous on stage, right? Oh, I was. I actually they they laughed quite a bit, but it was uh, I was sure like you're I, so lovable you're me. so lovable they, that yeah. like even the nervous energy probably played in your favor i got lucky but yeah i was uh but you're definitely way more I comfortable was, now than year one my i i uh relapsed several times in the beginning of stand-up because i was like oh i'm about to go on and i just like take, take shots real quick because i i i threw up once in an alley mm. i i mean my heart was in my throat i remember praying to get hit by a bus <laughs> Because I couldn't cancel. I couldn't say I can't do the show because I would be like, you're a pussy, you're a bitch. Yeah. But I was like, if I get injured, you know, I have a real reason. Never happened. And uh, yeah, I remember praying for horrible things that happened. <laughs> Dear to me. Lord, please send a bus my way. <laughs> please. And, I'm not, and then they announce your name and you go, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> I have to do this set. Yeah. There is no God. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those were genuine thoughts being... Uh, a nervous wreck for like a week not mm. like an hour yeah. not a day for a week yeah where even my friends are like you're kind of a, on edge and a little a bit of an asshole I'm like i have a show in two weeks <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand get the fuck out i'm hitting the stage in two weeks oh it was it was it was so gnarly and i tell people when they say like how, when did it go away i'm like doing it as much as possible for about two years and yeah. then it subsides a little bit there's there there'll always be an element of of butterflies or jitters yeah that's just like human nature um but it, it dwindles down to a very manageable amount just the more you do it i think people are so averse to that feeling that they just do it so sporadically but you need to just jump into the cold water and it's like going to the gym the more reps you have or it's like kicking, a, I'm trying to pick the right analogy, like kicking a, a bamboo with your shins and just deadening the nerves. <laughs> okay, Van Damme. Yeah, I, I, try, I, I, try, I, try to, I try to get one Van Damme reference in yeah. every podcast I do. You do? No, that'd be funny. <laughs> that's like my Christopher Walken dancing. Just, if you just do a, a like a super cut of me making Van yeah. Damme references in every podcast. I think I told you this too. Speaking of Van Damme, Lance Canstopolis. Oh, I, yeah. I I didn't know. Oh yeah, you're in the beginning. You're one of the rare instances where you <laughs> met me backwards. Yeah, I met him as Lance Kentstopolis, who's a character he does with the mullet, and it's just like a Van Damme like character. Kind right? of. He looks like Van Damme from Hard Target. Yeah. So like a mullet clipped in, but it looks real. Yeah, like it looks. And this so this mullet real. predates Theo Vaughn's. I was the first mullet he at the was. store. You were. <laughs> it, 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 well, if we're not counting the eighties. Because Howie Mandel had that and shit. <laughs> yeah. Let's take the 80s out of it. I was the first post-80s mullet yeah. at the comedy store. Okay? Then Theo. Then Bobby. Oh, yeah but, yeah. but I was the first. Okay? Or Lance was the first. So, and then he would have a, like a wife beater tucked into some acid wash jeans. Just like really tight jeans. And then they would announce Lance can't stop us and, and they would play house music dance, dude, and, and then Lance flash. would like dance for 30 seconds up top, like hard and spit water on the ground. This is pre COVID. <laughs> and this is also not really Fahim's uh, personality. Personality. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, a yeah. spit water on the audience kind yeah. of comic <laughs> and dance. He was my Sasha fierce. It was yeah. great because, <laughs> cause I, I and everybody has this id part of your brain 
I think my background, my parents being Afghan, and I think I'm a creative guy, but there's a certain way you have to act. There's a certain way you have to be. I have many gates and many filters before I say anything. Yeah, I'm very uh, measured in the way I speak, and I'll have funny thoughts, and but I allow myself to say them. But Lance is just, all those gates are open, and it's pure id, and I, it's improv. So there's no material. It's just he dances for 30 seconds, and he's like, Anybody have any questions for for me? Just like shut it out, and it yeah. just becomes a Q and A. So people just start <laughs> asking questions to Lance, and then it's just fucking around with what, and it's beautiful because it's it's in the moment. They yeah. know there's no written material, and it's like jazz. I remember you were getting some like prime time, like ten thirty spots at the comedy store. Yeah, it's yeah. inside information, right in the middle. Yeah, like the shows at the store, the lineups, the way they're designed is like they they go they go up up and then and then it gets late at night and it starts to taper off yeah after it's just after two three hours it's a different show every 15 minutes yeah and i would always go up by design like right kind right after the peak like one or two after the peak peak because then it's just sort of they've seen a lot of great stand-up and then this is like coming out of nowhere it's very left field i watch so many dope stand-ups and then Lance, comes, Lance up. comes up with a mullet <laughs> and dancing for 30 seconds. And I remember you would murder and we'd all run in. I remember watching you with Theo once. And that shit was fire, dude. And then I met him that way. And I didn't know that was, I was brand new. And then, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not too proud. I'm not proud <laughs> of that. You're not the only one, though. <laughs> there have like, been oh, some, that's funny. there have been some people who saw Lance first and then saw me do stand up after. And, and didn't piece it together for a while. Some people have gone like three months not knowing they're <laughs> they're the same person. Yeah, I think it took me like a month or two. And I think I saw you at the lyric like dress. And oh, I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I'm dumb. That's him, man. That <laughs> but fuck. that's a testament to just staying in the character. And yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was cool. I always liked it because, like you said, I'm a joke machine. I have all these thoughts and trying to juggle all these jokes in my head and what I want to do with every set. It's mentally taxing a little bit. Just, all right, what's what's the order? What do I want to work on? And then Lance is, it's a mental vacation. I just got to show up. There's no material. I just got to put the shit on and have fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm I just got to dance and then answer some questions. <laughs> it's very freeing. I'm more a Lance kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> you got the hair for it, man. Maybe Lance has a cousin. I remember... Um, <laughs> your character Stu. You remember Stu? Oh yeah, yeah. That, Stu Swanson. Yeah, he was a cruise ship comedian whose jokes are too dark for <laughs> for the cruise. <laughs> so I would come out. I sometimes I would just do it at the end of my set as me. I'd be like, I'm gonna do this character. But then one time I actually dressed up. So yeah, I, had, like, I was there for that one with the lyric. I had a blazer. I was like, thank you, thank you. How's everybody doing tonight? Uh, I go. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with this. Uh, Jesus take the wheel. Christianity. Muhammad take the wheel. Uber. <laughs> you know, it's just a bunch of those. But that, that's pretty kid gloves. I would have some dark, dark ones. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, the lyric was so fun. Too bad it got shut down. Why did it get shut down? The neighbors and oh, uh, them. The neighbors. Damn neighbors complaining as well as being well financed and, and uh, mm. you know, lawyers, lots of lawyers. They lawyered they beat, up. They lawyered up. They uh, Hunter actually beat it, and then they came back with like a left hook with some fancy lawyer shit. And then he's like, "Well, that's that," and it he shut down. He didn't want to hemorrhage money for a legal battle. It doesn't matter. Exactly, for our little dark room. Yeah, oh, that was, was fun. That was best. a great cross section because there's the club scene, 
and then there's the alt scene. I think the lyric was this great happy medium. It really was. It was it was like this new scene that I had never seen exist before. Because yeah. sometimes alt can be so alt that they don't want like a smidgen of punching down or punching sideways. Like you gotta punch up always. Yeah. There can be no victim. I'll do alt shows, but I just sometimes the joke's a joke, you know, and like you don't have to cape yeah, I never every really second of your life. Did the alt I didn't like maybe two or three, I don't know. Yeah, I've had my fun with all of them, but I just thought the lyric was this beautiful cross section of uh like they were so savvier than like say like a, yeah. like a club club and they weren't too stuck up like a straight up alt. Like I'm generalizing here. No, it, there are some it great was. alt it, shows, but some could be so alt where it's like it was a what you can do joke wise is is this. Maybe that's why they didn't invite me. Because <laughs> you went there too. I went there. You went there. <laughs> Who else is talking don't, about? Stop, stop. Don't, don't, don't attack the camera. Don't jump out at the people on YouTube. <laughs> you have to put a seatbelt on just because you're getting so worked up. <clears throat> oh, I did I did Lance because uh, I didn't do him for two years. And uh, I did him right before the shutdown. I brought him back. Yeah, I didn't think things were gonna shut down. It was gonna be the return of Lance. And uh, what did you do him at Comedy Store? No, yeah, Comedy Store. Yeah. So he he came back and like it was beautiful. It's like didn't skip a beat or anything, and it was so fun. I was so excited to to bring him out again. I think I taped Jeff Scott taped it. Nice. So it's on YouTube, the last set before the pandemic, and then that's that's the last. I mean, I would have loved to be able to do him more, but everything's shut down now. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some weird improv characters. It's fun. That's the other thing too. You forget we do so much stand up, you think that you just have to do comedy a certain way. Like you have to just stand in front of a mic and do these jokes. But you forget that uh a microphone on a stage is like a very blank canvas. You could do anything. You could do anything. And some people harp on the store or they like to think of it as uh, so clubby or whatever. You know how in politics like, you wrap around so much you become the other thing? Yeah. Like you become so right that you become left. I think that's what the store is as well. People see some people will see it as like very very clubby. But there's a lot like of Like Jim Carrey came yeah, out of there. Yeah, people uh, forget that there's a lot of ir- experimentation that goes on there. Yeah. Um and like Lance was born at the store. Like yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that anywhere else. I started in improv. I did the Second City in mm. UCB. And uh yeah, I was weird up there. <laughs> yeah. Did you like it? I loved it. I just... Was every character Craig? You go... Yeah. All right. This is a gardener. <laughs> yeah, I'm a gardener. Here's some carrots. All right. This is an astronaut. Yeah, his space um. is weird. <laughs> Moon is cold. All right. I'm, I'm going to be uh, a race car driver. You see me going around so fast? <laughs> Man, I was driving around so fast. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, in the beginning, everything came out as a southern woman because I was so nervous and scared, and I could not be anything but that. To where the teacher would yell at me, they're just like, "Don't do it!" And I'm like, oh, "I'm sorry." <laughs> I got kicked out of class a bunch because I was too stoned, and people didn't want to improvise with me because I was mm. still drinking and smoking at that time. And uh, I was the wild card for sure. But when I hit, it was it was it was a Magic. hit. It was a hit, dude. It was worth it. Like it's almost worth it for all that just yeah. to to connect. People dream of hitting that level. I fell by I I, I struck out by eighty percent, but when it hit, <laughs> man, 
Oh my god. You had a it batting was, average uh, of 0. 0.5. It was it, it was grand slam or fall on my face. Those were the only uh Oh wait, that's actually a really good batting average. 0. 0.5. <laughs> oh yeah, that's 500%. Yeah, that's great. 0. 0.050. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Sorry for my stats people. <laughs> I don't want to anger them on YouTube. It was fun and I miss it and then uh I just met Grant Lyon and he told me to go do stand up cuz I always wanted to. I was just scared. That's why I was mm-hmm. in improv. And then it's just really hard to get good at both when you're not rich. Yeah. I found that even just time-wise to dedicate your time. Yeah. I just don't think there's a lot of people out there who are um, sublime at stand-up and improv. Yeah. There's people who are serviceable, but I really think you need to dedicate your life to one or the other. You do, man. It's very rare. There's only so many. I can't even think. Who's a master at both? Like maybe Drew Carey. Oh, does he do improv? Or does he just say, do this? And no, go, Bing. he's actually a master. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, mm. he does long form. and uh, But literally, I can't even... There's probably like three or five. Got a running nose. Um, wait, what was I going with this? Uh, improv. Improv and stand-up. Oh, yeah. I just... Um, I prayed that I... This is what I prayed for at that moment in time. I was like, man, I wish I was a trust fund kid. Then I get money, and then I would do improv all day, Monday through Friday, go up all the schools, and then I do stand up at night. But I always worked at Trader Joe's, and so I just did stand up. I think you're just built for stand up. Yeah, and even I thought about it when, because uh, the reason I got into comedy, I just loved SNL growing up, and I was like, how do people get on the shows? Stand up or is improv? And then I researched both, and just you didn't have to take classes with stand up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like improv, you have to pay money. You have to, you have to take com- these classes. You have to climb the ladder. It just seemed like a lot of bureaucracy. And then what I found out, like even when we would try to do improv without the structure of the school and paint, mm-hmm. it's hard and people flake. Where stand-up, yes. you're on your own and it's just you yeah. and there's a microphone and you could go by yourself or with eight friends. It doesn't matter. It's beautiful. You, uh, It's like golf. You could play it by yourself. You don't, yeah. you don't need anybody else. You can get good and your success is determined by how much time you put into it. You don't have the excuse of like, well, I didn't have people who wanted to do improv with me. Yeah. You didn't have as many variables as to why you're not doing what you should be doing. Yeah. I don't regret it, but I do. I my, uh, There's a part in my soul that was like, you should revisit that. You should revisit <laughs> Just for you? That. No one's asking for this? Yeah. <laughs> no one. No, <laughs> you go, you, you, I just imagine you like kick down the groundlings door. You're like, I'm back. <laughs> Everyone's just like, we didn't let you in who, in the first like, place. Who is this guy? Who are you? We sent you, you know. You know. We sent you to UCB. <laughs> you were too weird for us. I just remember too weird for the groundlings. That's things. They're all about characters. Because what you said earlier, everyone was transplants. I was the only kid in LA, and uh, they were just they were just like theater nerds not to be mean but no i they yeah, were no yeah 95 percent of them were theater nerds and i was this guy that just hot boxed the joint in my car and never had done a lick of any of this and was just like here i am sally <laughs> I, I, I almost feel like you had lived too much life to do improv as well yeah you know what i mean it was a sheltered environment uh just like your story and you're getting clean and all that and I think that's more conducive to stand up to draw comedy yeah. from. Cause how do you inject that into improv? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the suggestion is bread. I'm like, funny thing about bread is I used to <laughs> smoke heroin at my grandma's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. It's great. 
but has nothing to do with bread. Yeah, it's yeah. not pertinent to the scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's why I think stand-up is better. Well, thank you. Yeah. I chose wisely. I'm sure the people here are, are happy that you chose it. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to gotta thank the people on my podcast more. It'd be like, <laughs> hey, you're welcome. <laughs> I keep, keep doing you. Yeah. I'm running on empty, Fahim. I need your help. Where, are we uh, where do we go? Where do we go? Uh, when was the last time you did stand up? Was it that jam in the van we did? Oh my god, that was, that was so fun. fun. That was the first show that's felt normal in yeah. a long time. We did a show, jam in the van, outdoors, socially distance, socially distance. Everyone has their own cooler full of stuff. No servers, no touching. You just sit down. Yeah, the mics are wiped down. That so show we feel was safe. so fun. Oh my god! Yeah. I prefer bodies to cars. The cars yeah. were great. Tammy Joe puts on a fantastic show, but there's just so much more you can learn from faces <laughs> than a headlight than a grill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love cars too. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do any car slander. Pixar's um, great. That jam that that those people do it right too. They gave everyone weed. Yeah. I was just saying stuff about weed that I normally never talk about. Cause I have a lot of experience with it and it was hitting. I was like, you guys also, they were just so happy to be out. Yeah. There was, everyone was crushing. Cause that show was a little too long and even. Yeah. Know. But there is this thirst for There's think about the vacuum for entertainment. Yeah. People are just at home. They're holed up. So they're, haven't you noticed there's this goodwill. There's so much more goodwill uh, when you're up there as a performer, just because they're happy to be somewhere. Yeah. They're like, I'm out of my fucking house. Yeah. I've been locked down for too long. What else long. can they do other than go to like a house party or something, which you they should can go that's to not e even great. Illegal house parties, mm -hmm. which I just like because they're illegal. Sure. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's exciting. My dad's been going to an illegal bar <laughs> yeah. just on the inside. Yeah. Where, oh, a no, fan. I was going to say, where is this? I don't want to give it up, <laughs> yeah. but a fan sent me a message. I just took a shot with your father. And I was like, what? <laughs> you go, I get this text all the time. Get in line. <laughs> Who hasn't? And then uh, I was like, there's only. He always found the bars that would do that, you know? I remember growing up going to this one bar that when the no smoking, uh -huh. they just said, fuck you. And then smoked in the bar for like 10 years after the law Jeez. and anyone who came in who complained about it they're like get the fuck out and they kicked them out they're like this <laughs> is a smoking bar and now my dad's going to a covid bar and they're just indoors no mask taking shots they're actually making out you have to make out with. <laughs> yeah. and I was, whether you're into it or not it's just the rules you have to they're building herd immunity yeah at this bar and it just made me happy like that he's doing that I don't know. I know it's not safe. It's the, Ameri <laughs> it's the American spirit. Yeah. I think that's why we're having such a hard time with it in this country is that culturally we're not built for greater good. We're ju we just have six shooters and a horse. Yeah. And we're like, don't tell. <laughs> we're all just a few steps away from that. Just don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> I can't wait. I for do that what day. I want. I do what I want. Yeah. Yeah. But in China, they're like, what do we got to do? <laughs> all right, cool. You're going to spray me down with the anti-disinfectant <laughs> hose? Yeah, whatever. I have Dude, to stay in my place for three months? Okay. I, got, I watched a little thing on how they nip COVID in the butt because they had... Uh, Hold on. Did you say butt or bud? I don't know. 
I'm very curious. <laughs> I probably meant to say but, but probably said but. Because I love finding out people have been saying things a certain way their whole lives. <laughs> and I want to know. It's It really feels good when like the longer they've been doing it. Like I, if they've been saying a weird thing since, since all the way up to like 35 or something, <laughs> that's the best. I uh, I can guarantee I'm a I'm a little bit of all of it. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> I say it wrong on accident. I say it wrong on purpose to be funny, but most of the time it's accident. And I probably have been saying it wrong my entire life. Mm. And uh, but, but but it's but, but right. Nip it in the bud. Yeah yeah. Wait, it's but like but but bud, like a flower, like a bud. You think it's butt? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I, I, oh, that's funny. I wonder if I'm the only person in your life who's caught it because you say it so fast <laughs> or if everyone else is too nice. I have no idea. Well, there's one. That's funny. I was actually trying to say it the correct way. Like, I thought Bud was incorrect. I, I think in the comments, let us know whether it's Bud or <laughs> it's Bud. Bud. It's Bud. You guys are teaming up on me. It's two, it's two on one. Oh, but they're great. They had like uh, 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 cameras with uh, temperature trackers and face analyze shit. And they'd be like, oh, he's got it. Lock down you. And then anyone that was in the coffee shop while stranger. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. All that tracing. I don't like that. I'd rather. Uh, I'd rather get it. I'd rather get it. And... <laughs> I'd rather be on a ventilator. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, shit. My uncle's on a ventilator like, right now. Oh. It's okay. He'll be all right. Yeah, it'll be okay. Yeah. He's on a ventilator. Like, he's... Wait, he's, is he on a ventilator? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> He'll be okay, though. Yeah, he's Cause, doing Because I think it's been around long enough where they know what to do, hopefully. Yeah. And at least he's on one. Because some people, there's not enough beds, and they can't even get seen. Ooh. You know? Well... Because I'm reading all these articles about Good thing he's a being, Christian. There's that, too. A Catholic. Because he goes to a Catholic hospital. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I'm Muslim, and if I get sick, I'm fucked. <laughs> Because, like, my God doesn't listen to my prayers. Yeah. Like, you know? Bastard. Like, I don't have that Jesus power like you yeah. guys have. Jesus, he listens, man. He listens. He walks on water. That's a guy. Yeah. That's a guy. I used to have this bit that, like, Jesus had a lot of water-based miracles. Yeah. You know? Like, walking on water, turning water into wine. What if, like, it was a magician. That was, like, a shtick. Like, he's just really good <laughs> at water. And someone was like, hey, Jesus, why don't you turn this boulder into a goat? And he's like... Uh, let's go down to the water. <laughs> There's a, I got some cool shit that I can do with the, yeah, with the water. Have you seen this river over here? It's yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. Watch this. Body of water near here. I, no, I hear you on the, the, the boulder goat thing, but um, there's this other miracle that I think you guys would really like. Like you went to a magic shop in town. And he's like, what do you got in the way of water? <laughs> he goes, the name's Jesus. And he goes. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Yeah. That's it, man. Oh, man, I even crack open my water. I know. Where's my water? Dude, this is the good shit, too. Alkaline and electrolytes. That's for my guest. I get tap water right here. <laughs> really? Why don't you Fluoride. treat yourself? <laughs> nah, it's for the guest. Well, I feel those bad. Are, Do you want expensive. some of mine? Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then after this podcast, it says, everyone got COVID. <laughs> in this got podcast, COVID. everyone in the room except for Boo got COVID. <laughs> Cats are immune. Boo's asleep on your jacket. She always falls asleep on articles of clothing. It's a comfy jacket. I've, I've slept on it many a time. It's that tweed. Mm. That tweed. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. So that jam in the van, that seems to be the only show in town. 
And Tammy. Oh, yeah, and Tammy. Two shows. Two shows. Jam in the Van and Asphalt Comedy. Isn't it odd that a comedy epicenter has been stripped down to two shows? Yeah. That's it. There used to be tons of shows around town. You, I can't believe we do both of them, too. Yeah, we're pretty amazing. We're pretty awesome. <laughs> we're titans of comedy because yeah. we do these two shows. <laughs> Watch out. That's so crazy that... There might just be like an A-lister comic that's not in cahoots with those producers and we get... And they don't... I, They could if they wanted to. I've noticed this thing happen as well. I think we just love stand-up a lot. And I just have this itch to get up and try these ideas out and I need to do it. But I think there's some people who kind of do stand-up recreationally and just do it if it's easy. Yeah. Even some of the celebrities that came back to the store... You know, there's some who really put in the work, but then there's some who just do a victory lap. Yeah. You've seen it, right? Yeah. Like, it's packed. They come down. It's easy for them to get up. So if COVID happens, it's they don't have this burning in them to, like, get up. They're just like, oh, it's not worth it. I don't really want to get up. And, yeah. But, like, Burr's out there. I know. Because he, he, like, he, it's burning in him. Yeah. It was, I saw him on his first show back where he drove you were there. there. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's such a great story. That was story. so epic. That was so epic. You and told he, them? Have you told? We could tell it again. It's worth it. Sure. And besides, you probably tell a little, little, little more accurate than me. No. Uh, I just remember him driving off a car and the guy cussing at him. Right. Yeah. So and the then, thing is, Burr. What's great about Burr is he he pushes buttons and he. Uh, he talk, he tackles issues that are hard to tackle. It's very high hanging fruit. And he'll lead off with it. Yeah. He'll say it's like some gnarly shit and people And then will be defend like, himself and by the end of the bit you're loving it. And that's what's great about Burrs. It's almost like a lawyer saying stating the case that no one is into or it sounds like something you can never say. Yeah. And then he breaks it down beat by beat where you kind of see it in in his perspective. That's his power. That's and his power. It's so good. Because you're like, whoa, how are you going to get out of this one? Yeah. And by the end, it's a plot totally. break. You're like, yeah, <laughs> fuck women. No, I'm just kidding. That's his pits. He, dig, he digs a hole and gets out of it yeah. every time. But the thing is, there had been so much time since he had been, done stand-up. This is his first time back in months. I and think. it was cars. And it was cars. So It was his first set in six months, he said. Yeah, so long. And he's not just doing like silly stuff that that you know anyone could get behind these are some like hot button issues and if you don't have the timing like if it's a little dude the longest i had ever taken off pre-covid is maybe two weeks and then you feel kind of clunky coming back um just like where does this go what's the timing on this i forget how this bit goes that's in two weeks six months so he's doing this really edgy joke and then i think uh the timing's a little off and if you say something controversial you got to have the thing right after it immediately yeah. to kind of put everyone at ease. And I think he was like, uh, it was just a little more clunky because he had taken six months off. And then the girl went nuts. Someone right? took offense to it. Yeah. You know? So some girl was like, I forgot what she said, but like some heckle thing. like, nah, nah. And then they started honking. Yeah. Right? Then the boyfriend was like, yeah, he was chiming in. And then he went real aggro and he was just like, fuck you. And no, he went. And then Virgo's, yeah, why don't you take your nuts out of her purse? Yeah, he, yeah. I never. I remember that line. Hey, he said, "Hey, buddy, get your nutsack out your girlfriend's purse." And I. That's when we were. And then they were like, Ugh. "All the comics watching." I think it was me, you, and Josh. I, I, I just remember going like, "Ah!" 
yeah. shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, yeah. it was a first. Like, first of all, we love when we see someone destroy a heckler at a club. Yeah. Seeing this happen via automobile <laughs> was a first for and us. And to one of the best comics in period. the world. Yeah. It's like watching a four-minute mile or something yeah. for the first time. <laughs> so so they're going at it. This heckler, then this other car joined in because I bet four cars came together. Yeah. And then they're like, bang, bang. they're like honking through. And then they back up. They start leaving. Yeah. So the cars drove off. You remember what he said? I remember this one. He said, he's like, I've... I've I'll go. He said something like, "Go ahead," and he, and and then he's like, "I've walked people before. I've never driven people." And then we fucking lost it again. <laughs> then he starts ripping them, and then uh, and then he continues, and he he did the job, but he got off a little frazzled. Yeah, because obviously, look, that's not a pleasurable experience. I've been heckled before, and I'll destroy them. But like when you come off, you're just kind of like you're in battle. So yeah, he. It was one of those, just oh, sort of we, decompressing what it was. I mean, we all were like, that was the coolest shit we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, what the fuck was that? And I think. And then, uh, but then remember the next night, he was just laser. Lasered in and, and like just destroyed. Yeah. And it was the same material. Yeah. And he even said, like, he goes, yeah, I had just taken that time off. I, I needed to, I needed to be tight. Yeah. If you're going to cover these topics, it needs to be tight. And so he just needed to get the rust off on that. Someone took it the wrong way, even though I didn't think it was that offensive. But and then the second night, he just crushed. Yeah. With the same material. That was so cool to watch because the first night he came in joking around, talking. Hey, what's up, fellas? The second night, he was just yeah, like, yeah, it wasn't talking to anybody. It's like, I'm a man on a mission because he wanted to work those bits out. He was working them out uh, for the Chappelle, the summer camp. Oh, because okay. he's like, these fools have been performing for a month in the Chappelle and Donnell and etc you know yeah. he's like i can't go in rusty's like i need so that's why he started running it oh okay and then after that was snl, SNL. i loved when i saw um that he was hosting snl that just made me feel good so cool just because so cool. part of the reason i love burr i think we share this love for burr um he's probably like one of my favorites but the manner in which he's gotten to where he is he wasn't a guy who got out he even talks about it like in hollywood there's the guy who comes off the bus and has like you know, the wheat in their teeth. And they're yeah. like, you're the guy. You're in all the movies or whatever. And then there's the people who just chip, chip away and just get great over time and undeniable. And he's just one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I, you may have seen it when he rips Jamie Masada and makes fun of him. He's <laughs> like, I got sunburn on your fucking open mic. I crushed and you didn't pass me. So I went to New York and he just moved to New York. Cause, uh, cause he, of Masada. He said that in an interview with Masada. I don't know uh, if he was just giving him a hard time, but he's like, I don't know what else you fucking wanted from me. And, 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 and <laughs> it was just so funny. He's like, yeah, I went to New York because of you. So Jamie Masada kind of made Bill Burr then. Yeah, he did by saying no. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like the Billy Elliot thing where you say tell someone they can't dance, they're going to be the best dancer in yeah. the world. Um, Burr, there's another podcast that I love that he was on... Um, Barry Katz's podcast and he's just shitting on him the whole time and it's hilarious. Oh, I gotta listen. Listen to the Barry Katz's oh episode of uh it's Barry Katz's episode. I was so or nervous. It's his podcast. He was gonna shit on me. Oh really? And he How was, was he with you? I gotta watch dude. it. He cared he can he I was nervous and I even had notes for the first time in my life. Uh and no, nah, he was just the coolest dude. That's cool. You I I wanna ask him to do mine. I'm like I kinda had what you had where you have these guys and we'll talk and stuff, you know, at the show. And he's even given me a shout out in, in an interview. Yeah. 
from you're surprised you go like i'm i'm surprised you even know who i am or yeah dude you, you know believe me that was the most yeah. mind explosion he got uh flagged me down in the hallway at the comedy store and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> you saw my shit yeah. on the internet yeah you just don't think that you exist to these people yeah so that chasm between you and them it's hard for you to say hey, will you do my podcast yeah like because they've done snl and they've done all these things and no just at, at josh i've said it a bunch but who cares like he kicked he first of all he said do you know him and i was like yeah he, he likes me he told me yeah. he's like he's like and absolutely yes ask him he you know if i would have said no he would have been like no you, you yeah. fucking nuts you you have to build a rapport and a relationship i guess i do know him like i he did wrote his... about you in an article yeah you can ask and then i did his sketch show for quibi oh nice so and this was kind of when people were like, is Quibi existing anymore? It was on his deathbed a little bit, but it wasn't official. But we were shooting this sketch thing and and it came out pretty good. I haven't seen, I've only seen a little bit of it, but now Quibi isn't a thing anymore. So I think they're going to recut it and maybe it'll go somewhere else, maybe Netflix or a different home. Yeah. But that was cool just to say like, hey, can you can you do this sketch show? Nice. Yeah. And I love sketch. And of course I love Bert. Like they let Bird do a special on Netflix and then a Quibi show and then a Comedy Central show. Yeah, play he didn't nice. Take his show away from him. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, it was petty, is what exactly what you just said. Just a- like, and um, it's only going to bring more eyes to the Comedy Central shit. It's a bad look. It's yeah. bad for business, and I think it's just speeding up the sinking when you make moves like that. Yeah, it'll make all the big dogs be like, "Oh, he's m- my friend. You treated him like shit." Yeah, comics aren't going to like it, and then. Yeah, they're not going to want to do business with someone who's like that petty. Yeah. Unless Comedy Central throws a lot of money my way. And in which case, you're completely in the right. And, you know, he should have never jumped ship. And where's your loyalty? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I know how to play both sides. I'm in Hollywood, baby. We did our sketch show with Comedy Central, that goat face. Yeah. They were lovely with us. I remember they have senior billboards everywhere. Yeah. That was was really a cool moment where you're just driving. And you see built your billboards. Yeah. That's such a mind fuck. Um, and it's great. It was in New York too. I think we were in Times Square. We had that. And and then uh, around LA, the LA area. And then it came and it was very cool. Like a, we, it was a one hour sketch special. Hassan Minhaj was, who's on Daily Show. He was in the sketch group too. It's YouTube stuff that we used to do. And then and we finally Asif. got to do Asif, Aristotle. Nicest guy ever, Asif. Yeah, Asif's great. He's like books everything. Yeah, he's he like does. acting and everything. He's in Mandalorian. Mandalorian. And, he's gonna be in Wandavision and sitcoms and movies and Disney. Yeah, and you if you see his face, you'll know him. Just lots like, of oh, I've seen that guy in ninety commercials. Things. The most, uh, like the, he's the most famous unfamous guy. That's not a shot. I love him. But you know what I mean. But that's the sweet spot. I would love to be. Yeah just be in everything and then you're not hassled you're making good money and you're working and you could go to trader joe's and buy your <laughs> yeah. groceries and that's not the be test. harassed yeah that's true god what a nice guy he texts me every thanksgiving happy thanksgiving craig i thought i was the only one getting aristotle's awesome too yeah I, I i look back on it and i feel like Goatface, our sketch group was kind of like the Mickey Mouse Club of talented brown performers. It was. Yeah, yeah. like look at like Hassan doing great things, Asif doing great things, Aristotle doing great things, like as a director and an actor. And 
and myself <laughs> on my couch. I don't need to tell you. <laughs> I'm on a non-warranty couch. <laughs> I've made it. I have electrolytes. Yeah. You got Dude. it. Dude. How good was that peach uh, black tea, That was though? very good. It's so good. That was off camera. They can't see it, can they? Just, okay, I'll That's describe right. it to you. They, it's no, a Trader Joe's sparkling black tea. They know about with it. With peach I, juice beverage. I read them the ingredients one day. <laughs> <laughs> what if your entire podcast is just an elaborate sponsored content for Trader Joe's? They're going I, for the long con. I wish. One day they'll pay me to do their corporate gig. You watch. I have two loves that I like. I'll always chat out on my podcast, that, and they're not even paying me, but like... I'm into Topo Chico. Oh, my God. Best mineral water, hands down. I don't know why I discovered this so late in life. Uh, it's Mexican. How long has it been around? Uh, for 100 years, I believe. Oh, yeah. This is 125 years on the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, I'm only just... Why were Mexicans being so covert with this delicious beverage? I believe Coca-Cola bought them up. Uh, and that's and why we're seeing them. brought them to the States and Walmart and Targets now. Okay. Glass bottle, Topo Chico's, all about it. Lime. I do the lime. It okay. tastes like it's good. Uh, my uncle squeezed a fresh Whoa. lime in there. <laughs> I heard they actually have an assembly line of uncles. <laughs> yeah. Squeeze, so you can feel the TLC. They yeah. really work them to the bone. Yeah, like they, bad hours. They don't get bathroom breaks. No. but you get that real uncle, <laughs> that real authentic <laughs> uncle experience. Sweat. And they're like, they're like, adios mio. <laughs> <laughs> um, adios mio. Adios mio. So. Topo Chico and air fryers. I just got into air frying and it's changed my life. My sisters keep telling me. Do it. There's not a lot of counter space here. I, <laughs> I get it. it I get it. I get it. Counter space is an issue. I know. Figure it out though. All right. Get a table. Get, get an air fryer table <laughs> if you have to. I'll put the air fryer in my oven. <laughs> Do it. And just not use. Forget about it. Ovens, Preheat the oven. oven. Oh, yeah. oh. Ovens are obsolete now. Okay, been, your Betamax ovens. I've been just baking. for turkeys and that's it. I got cookies, bro. Ah, uh, fuck. Can you not air fry baking like cookies? Mm, we'll find out. All right. I didn't think about the baking angle. I hear the benefits of air fryers. I always plug Gaiyuaki. I always call him Gaiyukaka. I still don't know. You, I always to... call it Bukaki. <laughs> and, and people look at me. The conversation ends after I rave about Bukaki. <laughs> yeah. Yerba mate, bro. Yerba mate? Oh, good grief. That's a tea? Uh, yeah, it's in a tall can or hot tea. It's, it comes in many shapes and forms. What does it do? Is it just a tasting? It or? tweaks you up, but not like coffee. Like you don't get the nervous twitch. You don't get the glitch in your eye sockets. Huh. You don't what if shit I like your that? pants. <laughs> I love shitting my pants. <laughs> well, you're in luck for the finale of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is a segment uh, I like to call it. And you just go, <laughs> I just see your face do this. <laughs> like I, I can't believe you didn't get a warranty when this is a segment yeah. of your show how have i pants. not been sponsored by squatty potty yet is my real my dad's been trying to get me to write a joke about bum wipes for eight years <laughs> i swear to god since i started it's the he's like it's, like still <laughs> for, for like next father's day yeah i'll do it i don't even know how he's just it'll like, be a card and the joke will be on there and you'll start crying like <laughs> you did it well there's no joke he's just like they're called bum wipes it's for your bum you should use that <laughs> i'm like okay you go, what do you mean just say that yeah. into, the, into the microphone he's like yeah and he will not drop it i'm not exaggerating it probably has been at least six years 
and he'll just bring it up every so often. If you don't do it, can I do it? <laughs> can I take it? it? Yeah. And then he starts calling me like I become his son. <laughs> he would. He's he like, disowns you. He's done it before. <laughs> <laughs> what? So wait, what was the bukkake thing, or what is it? What's it called? Gaiuaki yerba mate. Ah, okay. Oh my god, tea bags, loose leaf tea, tall cans. It comes in a yellow can. It's phenomenal. There's so many people. It'll tweak me up. Yeah, but in a good way. In a, in a not like, because I drink too much coffee too. Yeah. And I'll just be driving and be like, oh shit, my heart. Yeah. And my I eyes know, I lock and I'm like, get fucked up. Cold brew will do that to me. That's, that's I live on that <sighs> stuff. I was doing cold brew and then like, my heart would flutter and stuff and it just felt like bad news. Yeah, I do cold brew concentrate every day. And uh, that's, that's too pure for me. It's... <laughs> but you've been through some shit so I, so I get it i it's sad that i like look forward to hurting myself with cold brew in the morning like i'll go to bed i'm like ooh, clean slate in the morning baby i used to try this joke or it's a, maybe it's too hard to explain on stage but i like the concept of like uh like having a cup of coffee in your dreams and then you go oh great now i'll never wake up <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the mom's uh, right uh, yeah like there's like if to do that to an audience member it's maybe too much linkage to try to get it yeah but i just love the concept that this the dream version of you is just wired and you're sleeping till 3 p.m that's like a <laughs> uh that's a thought a stoner would have but then be genuinely terrified of it too like, <laughs> oh no. man i did weed uh have you seen me talk about like uh i've, I've done it like once or twice i'm not good on it I just think too much. I spiral. I think, I've never seen you stoned. Yeah, only because I've, I've done about it. it. I don't oh, think. just from my experience, uh, like alcohol will kind of loosen the leash that my mind is on, and then marijuana, there is no leash, and it's just like a lot of I can't like wrangle my thoughts or anything, and it's scary. I don't like it. You just turn into Rain Man. You start I turn into Rain Man, or, or kind of, or you start <laughs> bouncing around everywhere. But then. It was like that. Okay. So like, uh, but then I could just be dumb. Like I could just allow myself to be dumb. And that was kind of fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's just my experience. Well, there's different strains. You just need a That's the thing. strong indica. Cause some people are like, let's find your strain. I go, it was so not fun that I'm not trying to like double down <laughs> on this and really get it. I'm just like, Oh, this isn't it either. <laughs> like 12 times. Just crippling anxiety. Oh, we're, you, we're not there yet. Until you find Doctor Manhattan, you know there it is. But I, I did have, um, you know, the weed thoughts or whatever. Like I was thinking, uh, there was two times. I was, with, I was with Mike, you know. Yeah. So we're on the couch, and then we're watching football, and they're showing highlights, and there's so there's football players, and there's some guy that's jersey is like number eleven or whatever, and I go to the guys that go like. Uh, you know, he he chose that that number uh, because of nine eleven. This is the dumbest shit in the world, you know. But it was in my mind. I'm like, oh, this is so great. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought, like, maybe this is like this is a good stew joke, maybe. But I go, do you think that uh, you know when they were planning nine eleven, it was probably like planned? Or you ever notice like the eleven kind of looks like the towers, right? Yeah. Like, is that an Easter egg? <laughs> is that like a subtle thing no one has caught on? Like, did they choose September 11th because the 11 kind of looks like the Twin Towers? And like, were they planning it for the 10th? And then someone in the back was like, what if we waited there? <laughs> Symbolic. Just what like, the 11 it kind of looked like. That, 
it's pretty much standard stoner thoughts. Yeah, that's mandatory. Yeah, so it, that's mandatory. It, it, it was thoughts. fun for th- for that. Yeah, and look, I'm not trying to get canceled or anything. It was just a stoner thought I had. I I want to say I'm not for 9/11. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staunchly anti 9/11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing this joke, and the guy said he wrote it on weed. I don't remember who did it, but he's like, "Why do birds like live in the ghetto? They could just fly to the nice neighborhood." <laughs> And he's like, I wrote that joke when I was high. And I was like, yep. Because <laughs> I'm like 90% sure I thought that too, but then forgot that. Because that's just a stoner thought. That's yeah. a perfect example of a stoner thought. Then we were, we were at Cantor's as well, so we were still kind of high. And then the song's playing. Everyone's talking. No one's really paying attention to the song, but, I, but for some reason I'm really keyed into it. It's that, that song like, taking care of business yeah. <laughs> all the time. And they just keep on saying, taking care of business. And then I'm like, do you guys think that they're done taking care of business? <laughs> yeah, and did it kill? No, they weren't listening to the song. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, actually, they weren't even listening to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember being really, like, quick and witty in my group of stoners. Mm. I don't know if that was necessarily, but I was the, the guy. That's when I first thought, like, oh, I could do stand-up. Like, I'm killing and then I would say it to my friends. I think I'm gonna do stand up. They're like, "You can't do that." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> dream killer." <laughs> I think a lot. A lot of people say you can't do that because they're jealous that you're making the jump or you're trying. Yeah, I was very protective of me doing stand up because, like, I had an engineering job and I didn't tell anybody at work that I did it. Because when you're on your way to work towards your dreams or your goals, so many people choose not to do that and do the sure thing. That when they see someone doing what they kind of want to do, it makes them question themselves. So they'd rather be like, "Why are you wasting your time?" They scoff at it. They make they the, scoff. Yeah, they but scoff okay. until they scoff until you prove them wrong, and that's just human nature. So whenever people scoff at you chasing your dreams, just know that it's human tendency and it's not real, and it's more of like a projection of this person not wanting to look inward instead of really authentically celebrating you trying to do this thing yeah it's easier to be like this guy thinks he's gonna well, all right dude good yeah luck. good luck with that this guy's got a screw loose <laughs> and then unfortunately for stand-up you'll be like you'll see in 10 years you'll see yeah <laughs> it's such a slow burn 10 years and you'll see it's such i remember wow. i went to my 10-year high school reunion and so you know you talk to people you haven't talked to for a long time and i've been doing stand-up for a while and You'll have pleasantries and small talk, and there was this person, and and they're like, "Oh yeah, so you're doing stand up and everything? Oh yeah, you're out there in L.A. and and you're you're making enough to survive." And that just struck me as yeah. odd. Like, Man, fuck you, bro. Survive. Like the best I can do is survive. Yeah. Like not thrive or. Have you heard of Kevin Hart? The guy makes a pretty penny. Yeah, not not that I, like I'm in Lambos or anything, but just like the survive was so indicative of their mindset yeah and how they viewed what you're doing out there i didn't tell anybody at first i didn't tell my mom and dad and i didn't invite them to the first show because i wanted to do it first Mm -hmm. because i knew they would they're just old school like no you gotta go in the carpenters union you gotta swing a hammer yeah you gotta you know and they don't have that in their mindset which I understand too, because their parents went through the Great Depression and all that. It was different, you know, and it, it was just like just get a job, work. 
and now we don't have to do that. Like you can make money off anything. Yeah, it's. I think it's foreign to them. There, there was a blueprint. You do X, Y, you get Z. Yeah. And stand up, especially for my parents as well. They're from Afghanistan. It's not like that was a path. Yeah. Like all I got to do is get really funny in Afghanistan, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm on Easy Street. Yeah. It's just so such an outer space concept that that's why they they were like doctor the stereotypes you know doctor lawyer engineer i can't believe those are sure things i've never asked this are you born here yeah okay yeah uh seattle what? everett washington if anyone knows the area when did your parents... evergreen hospital nice. <laughs> if you want to get very i give you mom what time was i born <laughs> i was born in harbor city Ooh, that's uh, a good one yeah that is it's kind of rowdy neighborhood <laughs> Ooh. uh how old were you i mean how old were your parents when they came here uh, I think my dad, I don't know exact how old they were. My dad was kind of in his, tw- his 20, uh, 18. He came to America first time. And then either he came to Minnesota first or, or North Dakota. I know he split his time. Like he got a, he got a math degree first and then he got an engineering degree after that. Gotcha. Yeah. And then my mom came in her, her twenties. Nice. Yeah. My, my grandparents, my mom's born here. But my grandparents were from Mexico City and uh, Chihuahua. But they did the damn thing. They started two Mexican restaurants and a tortilla factory. Yeah. And bought some property and they fucking bam. Yeah, it's really inspiring. I, like, we're, we're American. We sort of think things are done a certain way. And we have a ceiling just because we're born here. Whereas there's this free thinking um, mentality with the immigrant spirit. Because they've already done an impossible thing, which yeah, is they're... coming to a country, they don't speak the language, and all these rules that Americans think exist, they've already kind of cheated the rules, or or they've already, I don't know, they're playing with house money at this point. Like, all right, I did the thing that you're not supposed to do, or that's already outlandish, and they just, they they get these businesses, and my and dad I, gets an engineering degree. and I, I love nothing more than seeing the Armenian guy buy a hot dog stand which turns into 49 hot dog stands, yeah. and then he's a fucking millionaire. That shit is awesome. I saw uh, this documentary, Donut King. Have you seen it? It's the uh-uh. same concept. You know yeah. how there's so many Cambodian-run donut shops in L.A.? Yeah. Chains don't exist here. Back in the day, it was Winchell's. It was, there was just these chains, but... Duncan came, but like last or they year. Yeah. Like last year. Because of the Cambodian um, donut market this guy he, he like came here and then he trained at winchell's donuts so he learned how to make the donuts and then he built his own shop and then by doing that he was able to sponsor other uh cambodians to come to this country and like taught them a trade and a profession then they would open up their donut shops and it was just this bridge and that's why there's so many i fucking independently love run donut I shops and this guy was a millionaire off of doing that yeah and you just tell an average american like Hey, tell a kid, say, open up a donut shop. And then like, just, no, I'm going to be a TikTok star. Yeah. <laughs> like the TikTok is more attractive. Yeah. But the donut if, is the safer bet. Yeah. Death by a thousand paper cuts. Like it'll eventually add up. I love it. And it, and it, you could, whether you're cleaning fucking toilets or a pencil pusher, like if you just play the game and then they, I love how they buy the building too. They'll, and then they'll. Mm-hmm. Own the liquor store, live above it, or rent it out, and then I'll, you know, 
the Lexus. It's all owned. It's like it's a video so game. Smart. It's yeah. so badass. All right, I get this. Now we could do this. Yeah. That entrepreneurial mindset. It's really it, admirable. It's essentially what we do too. We just, yeah, you forget that we are our own business. We're, we're a business. It's odd because we're just an individual. Yeah. But we do have all the same arms of like a business. Like you have merch and then exposure. You might have a great product, but how do people see it? Yeah. So now you have to put your marketing hat on. How do I get on Joe Rogan's podcast? He's done it. I've done it. That's so cool. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, how long was it? Uh, like two, two, three hours. Okay, that's... I wore a diaper. <laughs> I've always thought about that. Like when you do Rogan, you better not have to pee or poop. You t- I imagine they have to take a pee break because I'll be. I'll, I'll it depends to... how big you are. Like he'll <laughs> just end it on me. <laughs> I, well, I, I didn't even want to chance it. That, that would suck. You go. Can I? You think I could pee? Be like oh, we should just wrap it up here, and it's like thirty minutes in. Uh, that would suck. And you'd be like, no, 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 I can, I can hold it. Yeah. And then during the podcast, just... <laughs> <laughs> like, tell me about your childhood. It's like, it's happening <laughs> it's happening again again god that's so cool yeah that was uh fun to do because that's like tonight show that's like the tonight that's show the tonight 2.0 show. we don't have johnny we have joe yeah it is it I've really done is three late nights and doing rogan did more for me than any of those late nights when back in the day that was the model you do a late night and then you're, you're like famous you're famous rich, and you, you made it yeah that's so cool do you I still want to do late night? Did I w- we talk about this or? I'll do it. Okay. But you're not, are you like pining to do it or no? Uh, no, it's more just validation and cool. It's more of a feather in the cap. But honestly, what you're doing with this and Instagram and that's more important than doing yeah. one like late night. I learned that and it it just, because you know, we all, we all want to get on the late night. I want, I want to do Conan. I grew up watching Conan. Yeah. And, uh, it's just sad that it, if you, even if you do do it, not that it is, isn't the coolest shit ever. It just doesn't do that much for your career. Yeah. The trouble is, is, um, or what I've noticed is we, when we were kids, we loved comedy and we saw the blueprint, like what the blueprint was when we were little kids is hardwired into our brain yeah so we value that the same as like when we were 15 or or, you know or 18 whatever the age and the thing is media changes the way things like the blueprint changes but you still have that locked in your head so you wanting to do conan so bad is like little kid you wanting to do that yeah but practical nuts and bolts you it's it's You're not like, how it do doesn't I get a viral tiktok honestly like <laughs> getting a viral tiktok will do more for you than conan even though conan feels much more satiating you did conan right i've done it twice <laughs> yeah was that your favorite one it was cool because i grew up on conan and i love conan oh as well. my god dude i love conan um yeah my, it was cool to do my uh first email and aol username was conan o'brien Ooh, i i i love them that much i made my damn name that with the zero because then it looked like a big o you know <laughs> that damn sign you can't even do it with the zero yeah it was cool to do just because i grew up with him and he was he's he's one of my favorites yeah because he's touched my favorite shows snl simpsons. simpsons and his show yeah his, his show after the tonight show his old school one his the old school one in Werewolf? new york the masturbating, masturbating bear, bear? The, come Pit on bot? oh my god so many uh, fedex pope in the year 2000 come yes. on <laughs> in the year oh, man. oh my god 
so it was very cool to be able to do the show that I grew up watching and, and talk to Conan. I wrote him a, a letter afterwards, just like to, yeah. saying all those things that you've touched everything that has informed me as a person and in, in my comedy aesthetic and all that. Um, yeah, it was cool to do. And then, uh, remember when, uh, NBC merged with like TBS and they had the rights to Walker, Texas Ranger oh, and he pulled God. a Walker lever. Remember that shit? And it would just like distribute a, a, a different a Walker. Kick. Yeah. And, what was it? Wasn't there one with Haley Joel Osment? He's like, "Do I have AIDS? I don't want to die." Or what was it? It was some catchphrase where yeah. it was like completely out of context. <laughs> but I just love that he'd be talking and just go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, did you see the one episode where Chuck came on set and he's like, "That show ran for ten years and I don't appreciate you making fun of it." And he uh -oh. kicked Conan into the box. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, it was so experimental. Yeah, is that a word? Experimental. Yeah, it is on this podcast. Fuck let me yeah. tell you. Now we're we gonna nip it in the butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that that you could have gems like that. Yeah, they're just so out there that it, it probably wouldn't work at the Tonight Show time slot, but they could be as zany as they wanted to be. And he had that one same goofball balding character that I think he's one of the writers. Was he? Yeah, because you would I see. Like that guy, he remind me of your character Stu a little bit. Uh, I don't oh. know, maybe not. Just he looked like a a rat. That's really fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the the like uh, the guy who can't clap really well or whatever, where he's like in the audience. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's trying to start like a chant, but it's just like off. And he's yeah, like weird characters. He had the most random plants in the audience ever. I feel like he doesn't do that stuff anymore. Did he have to not? They, I think the NBC format changed. Oh, he couldn't keep up the same characters. Yeah, it's like you, NBC. You're keeping coked up, werewolf. You're keeping, <laughs> yeah, come on. They're doing nothing with it. Let them go. Let them go. Next week it has a sitcom, coked up werewolf, <laughs> just Tuesdays. <laughs> and who was in that writing room? Funny thing about werewolf. What if he was coked up? <laughs> oh man, but it was, worked. What was another one? I forgot. There was uh, one more. Preparation H Raymond. Oh yeah. yeah, he just goes through the crowd, handing everyone yeah. Preparation H, <laughs> and he has big ears for some reason. Yeah. And he would always use a pagoda for shit. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's poor a pagoda. Uh, Andy's sister. Oh yeah, that was uh, Amy Poehler. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh shit. He always had. He was kind of like uh, what Comedy Central used to do too. He always had people before they were big. Yeah. That was what also was really cool. Well, yeah, that was probably like one of the hippest comedy shows at the time. And good bands. I remember discovering band. I remember discovering uh, um, Death from Above, nineteen seventy nine. Oh wow! And I never, you know, that is that, maybe I'm wrong, but they just don't seem like a late night type of band. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And TV on the radio and like cool shit. Yeah, I think just the risks they were able to take at that time slot was really refreshing. And kids love that. Kids love experimentation. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, like that's why Eric Andre show is great, and just a yeah. lot of the stuff on Adult Swim. I didn't know how weird. crazy that show was. Have you guys watched that? show? Yeah, that's the it. most crazy shit. Right when it got to an ounce of normalcy, it like cut to him and Hannibal in a fish bowl or something. I'm like, what? It finally had somewhat of a format. That show is is a uh, that's an acid it take, show. Yeah, that's it, acid. it, it that's takes it. some swings. Yeah, but when it hits, it hits. It's great. Yeah, God. That show traumatized him. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 hang on. Let me see here. Got any notes? Nope. It'd be funny just checking your emails. 
Oh, damn. Wait a minute. What? How long we've been rolling? Hour and a half. Oh, wow. That's a long one. Time flies. This is a good one. Oh. Normally, if I ask, like, how long we've been rolling, <laughs> and it's like goes, 36 in, I'm like, uh, we are 10 minutes in. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and then we see him behind the camera just do this. <laughs> no, that was solid. And then you go, well, what did you eat today? <laughs> That's how you know how, how slow it's getting where you go, uh, what's your favorite food? Just turns into kinder, kindergarten uh, questions. I have I have to have a guest. I ha- I know. We've known each other some yeah. years now. Because yeah. if it's not, it's the best. And, um, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, help me yeah. out here, bud. You're like Chris Farley from the Chris Farley show. <laughs> like, um, remember when you did that thing? Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, no, it's thank you for doing it. Of man. course, man. Yeah, and it's also I'm really embracing this new way of doing things. Just because uh, I'm a little bit from the old school when it was like, okay, do the late night and those are the rules and like Rogan has blown that all up and just the internet and really embracing doing all these podcasts and stuff. And, and even Netflix is like a gatekeeper and obviously everyone wants to be on it, but there's so much you could do outside of Yeah. The, uh, the truth, you don't need it anymore. You don't, you it'd be nice, it. but there are many other things you can do. It's something that Tom Green did back in the day and now it's rampant. Remember Tom Green just made a TV show in Canada, put it on a local public app, just did it. And then he blew up and was on MTV and got movies. Yeah. He did it his own yes. way. He didn't come to Hollywood. You know what I mean? And now, uh, it's like that. You could just create shit in your basement, in your second bedroom, because I made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you like uh, they don't control the pipe anymore. Mm-mm. They do control some pipes, but there's enough pipes. Yeah. Where you can get whatever your product is, whatever your comedy is, whatever your funny is, you can get it to the people. And just you know, peers doing comedy. I'm all about like that. That's kind of where we're at now with the comedy scene. Is just like, look, that's great. If they call your number for that, that's fantastic. But in the meantime, I fuck with you. You fuck with me. Like do my podcast and it's there's this great camaraderie amongst the comedy community now yeah where we're sort of lifting each other up so like i mean i want you to do my podcast as well well thank you yeah no it's super beneficial and helpful and and i'll see fans be like you should have this person on you and i'm like oh you mean one of my good buddies like okay and and then you just ask them and it happens and it's like cool like even the burr thing i know we have this mental block between but you know burr so and you know and him. i know him i know i gotta get over my yeah. this is like a therapy session for myself like maybe <laughs> no, will like, do mine i know i keep name dropping josh but like i needed him there to be like go do it because i was about to bitch out yeah and he knows me and he likes me and he knows you and he likes you yeah so therefore and then andrew santino yelled at me too because i was a little pussy footing around about the comedy store and not talking to adam that's one of my best get, friends yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then uh I said, I just didn't want to bug Adam, you know, don't bug him. And he's like, nah, man. He's like, you're funny. So you're not bugging him. Yeah. It's okay. If you're not funny, then you're fucking bugging him. But he's like, that's and, a good and, point. And then I was, I never had looked at it that way. And I was like, you're right. And then I asked him and then I finally got up in front of him and got development spots and then COVID hit. <laughs> but it's the knowledge, it's the knowledge that he was into it before the pandemic is what matters. And also just, you know, I don't love this and I think it's uh, for the most part gross, but it doesn't hurt to ask. But I like, I'm old school too. You got to have some yeah. sort of yes. rapport, some, you know what I mean? Like I would never uh, just go up to Rogan and ask him 
you can't do that. You got to earn it. You got to build That's it That's why I, I had known Rogan for just from the, the store. You know, we would talk a little bit in pleasantries, but he's very much big man on campus. And yeah, I'm kind of like you where uh, I would rather, I would rather someone not know who I am than to have a bad impression of me. So I don't want to do the ask or I want to be as proper as possible. Like I do need to get better about like you gotta, asking. You got to ask sometimes. I, yes, yes, yes. yes. There's a balance yeah. because the pesky Pete, people don't like them. They don't respect them. And it's just like, oh, they got on because they hounded me. Yeah. You want to get on because they want you on, not because yeah. they feel like they have to. And it's awkward. But also too, being uh, too polite. Like you could have finally, I don't know how it happened, but I'm just saying like you could have finally asked Rogan and he'd be like, oh yeah, like why haven't I had you on? You know mm. what I mean? So it is good to ask to, uh, to where, you know, people are like, oh shit, of course. Why hasn't this happened yet already? And also, yeah, you know, you're, you're, you got more accolades. You could ask, he could ask I can, way I more. Guess I can he ask. could ask. But he's, with the Rogan thing, I think he's just so big that like it was nice to to get asked yeah so i, I in, in my mind i wanted that as well like it when i'm ready better. when i'm ready he he will ask me i don't because i think rogan doing asking to do rogan i'm sure is something he has to deal with too much too much yeah to where he even has to turn down some friends i imagine yes yes like so i didn't want to add to that pile but i think burr has said enough nice things about me that i that's not a, as big of an ask you know yeah yeah and and yeah, he does it Zoom anyways. It's like it's gonna it, it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll just put like an iPad on a Roomba, <laughs> <laughs> just, asking, just to get that real experience. Oh my god, I was so nervous for him, and he was just the coolest. He didn't give a fuck. He called me like, "Hey, I'm ready." Nice. And uh, and I was like, "Oh yeah, sorry, sorry." Like he texted me. I didn't even see it. I was like, Oh, it's like, am I doing yours? He's like, he's, you're more on top of it than me. And it's my podcast. I'm like, okay. All like, right. Change your lighting. Get, yeah. get the ring light. Yeah. <laughs> all right. With, with wrapping up my podcast, we have one final, very important question. Oh boy. And oh, it's uh, <laughs> like, who wants to be a millionaire? Like <laughs> do, 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 do uh, a good poop story, man. You brought it up earlier. And I oh, said, wow. Yeah, okay. A good shitting of the pants. I'll on, give you one. On a date, on a wedding night, and the most embarrassing right. possible one. I don't know if I've ever said this on a podcast. Or <laughs> yes. I, I keep this close to the... Hey, Burr no, said a good one. All right. Because, look, no one volunteers this info. <laughs> <laughs> it's very private and... Um, yeah, it's, it's not flattering. So... This will launch you. This will launch. This is the thing that like, I've done. I've done specials. I've done late nights and everything. But this is the shit specials. story that takes off. Been on Rogan, but the poop story from community service yeah, just got him the into views. the next tier. Chair, you got to see this. Heart, heart, heart. And that everyone just wants me to shit my pants on stage. They don't even want to hear me do jokes. Do it. Do it. They go. They go. Fuck the joke. Poop your pants. Show and us. And I go. That's showbiz. Yeah. And then I leave, and they're like, they're doing an encore. <laughs> they want you to go back out there and shit your pants. And you're like, oh, it's, it's go, acidic right. tonight. Damn <laughs> it. Give me that sloppy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming back out. <laughs> Thank you for coming tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's the best. Third show. I got his album on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> the B-side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like jazz. 
It looks like a jazz album, but it's just sort of like uh, trumpet sounding. Farts. I'm not. I uh, I am proud of this. Fuck it. I had uh, CDs of farts. <laughs> a 99 a was, real authentic farts. Now that's what I call farts. <laughs> and, 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 and it had names, and we used to listen to it and laugh. And at the end, it had even songs like Beethoven or Fart <laughs> Fartoven. It was like it would be all <laughs> you know. And and I. Uh, I listened to it and until it, the CD was unlistenable it's, anymore. It's almost like Weird Al was too highbrow for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they go, could we be interested in you in this Weird Al? And you go, mm, just the farts. Yeah, I need something more bass. Oh my God. 99 tracks it had. It's a lot. Why not 100? <laughs> well, did they leave you wanting more? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was 99. Great. It was great. Um, all right. I'll tell the story. Um, so I had moved to LA. I was living in Long Beach. So I'm working at Boeing by day and I'm doing stand up comedy at night. That's like a 45 like minute drive. Yeah. yeah kind of like, uh huh. So I'm, I'm doing the double life thing. And I'm new to LA. So I don't know the freeways that well. I have a Thomas guide. I'm dating myself here. We didn't have, you know. I had Thomas guides. I thought I was the only one. Yeah, I had a Thomas guide. So yeah, like if I got L2, you got, it's not yeah. simple. You got to go to the back. Yeah. It's a thing. And it's it tells you like L2 and then you go to this page and then you line it up and you see the map. And all right. All, yeah, sorry. No, no, that's okay. I was just so happy. Someone else. Thomas knows guide. What a Thomas <laughs> Finally, guide we're bonding over Thomas guide. <laughs> so I would, uh, I was doing some show and uh like the valley or something or i would or maybe it was hollywood maybe it was, i would just loiter at the improv you know we're not going up you're just hanging yeah. and then i would yeah. have to drive home so i'm driving home to long beach after a night at the clubs and i'm driving and then i have i kind of have to go to the bathroom i feel it you know and i'm on the freeway uh oh so i i pull over and then i, I go to a gas station because i'm from seattle and like this is what you do and I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to use the bathroom. And they're in bulletproof glass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. After a certain hour in L.A., oh, you don't, it's like yeah. a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. They lock the doors and you can only communicate through a steel drawer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they everyone has no heart. They don't <laughs> give a fuck about your yeah. situation, your bowels. They don't. That's your problem. You're no longer a human. You're just like a shit zombie. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I pull, I didn't realize this. So I go, pull into the gas station and I'm like, I open the door and it's just, it's just like locked. I'm like, huh, oh, that's, that's weird. Yeah. And I see a guy like motion and I go over and I'm like, oh yeah, can I, can I use the bathroom? He's like, oh, I can't do this. Or just do the muffled glass. And I'm like, oh, if you just open the door, I just gotta, is, is it around here? He's like, oh, lock the doors. I can't. Well, I, I I really have to go. I have to I have to go to the bathroom really bad. Bro, we don't we don't do it. I'm sorry, man. I'm like, oh okay. I thought it was just a one off. I thought it was just this place. So then I drive and I go to another <laughs> gas station, and it's like again, it's locked. Bro, I'm sorry, man. I can't. I go, please. I have to I have to go <laughs> so bad. Like the urgency. Yeah, is that is increasing now? Yeah, please. I, Hey, we don't have a bathroom. I go, where do you go? <laughs> I love when you try to like bust them on their own shit. They go, we don't have a bathroom. Yeah, then where the fuck you go? He's like, yeah, I can't help you. <laughs> I shit on these chips. Yeah. So then I just realized I'm not, there's nowhere open. The only places that are open is a gas station and I have to get home now. I just have to make it home. Oh no. So now I'm on the freeway and oh, I'm just no. like, and I'm driving to Long Beach. It's quite yeah. a trip. It's 45 minutes. So I'm I'm just driving and I'm, 
you feel it coming and then you <laughs> you clench it you know you think physics is gonna stop it so i just make it really hard for i'm like okay so it's a lot of battling a lot of battles i've had lots of just battles. willing willing it to, <laughs> yeah. to willing it to stay and it starts to hurt it starts to hurt you're getting cramps you're like, oh, it's just like, what is that it's just stuff moving in here yeah it's a mental game as well yeah. uh it's like childbirth or it something is funny. You're, just, you're just like no 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 no, I'm just fighting this thing tooth and nail. So I'm driving, and, and I have a stick shift, right? So, <laughs> so, oh. I, so I have to put the clutch down, and that gives it a moment. Like I can't be tense the whole <laughs> yeah, way that's there. Not good. I that's have not to good. switch gears, and and you know, I clutch too hard, it could be game over, right? <laughs> so I'm having to, I'm having to like press in and also clench. So I make it to Long Beach, man. I'm on Redondo Boulevard, I think. Like I was living on Third Street, so it was just kind of like a straight shot down down redondo boulevard and i was so close to home you know so i'm driving down this thing and i'm holding it in and then and then it, it just like kind of came out a little <laughs> and i've never had this happen to me in my life this is a new sensation i think i was a baby the last time this has happened so this is foreign to me like i never used to rage at a frat i've never pooped my pants as an adult i've okay? shit on a multiple parents carpets as a full-grown all right well i wish i had your experience so that i wouldn't <laughs> the first time is the most traumatizing it's, it's like doing ayahuasca for the first time yeah. or something yeah. like i don't know what this feeling is <laughs> just just feeling the weight of your like you never feel the physics of your pants like that <laughs> <laughs> like i've never felt that kind of stress around my thighs just so it's just kind of like hanging there and then i'm just like arching my back because i'm not gonna sit so i just have like a, a hammock of you just have to surrender <laughs> no i'm not i'm not gonna pancake it on my seat so i'm just kind of like arched <laughs> i'm arched up it's not a lot but enough to relieve the stress so some oh so you still got it the wasn't demon. full evacuation okay okay, okay. all right but some some came out, all right? Okay. So I'm like, <laughs> back arched. This is impressive as yeah. I retell it. Because I'm doing stick shift. Yeah. I'm doing like an arch back. And it's a few blocks and I get home, all right? So I park and then I I, I, uh, I get to my apartment, right? And now I have to, I, have, I use this line in my special just, but like, I have to dexter these pants. <laughs> I have to like get rid of them, put them yeah. in a trash bag. I yeah. have to go... Yeah, so now I get rid of these pants. I, I don't know if I went to my apartment first and did it, or if I did it, like I had basketball shorts or something and did it while I was there. But there was some sort of covert op where I had to get rid of these poopy pants. So you made, you made, the other 80 made it to the toilet? Yeah. Oh, wow. He's got it wasn't control, a full. man. <laughs> it was yeah. enough to relieve the pressure. Yeah. And to get buy me some time to get home, I would have released the Kraken, bro. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it would have been over. Oh man, I've just, been yeah. Just the I'm just proud that it was contained in the pants. There was no, and I was able to dispose of it. But I felt like I was murdering someone when I was trying to get rid of these pants. Um, just I hope no one the neighbor saw me and they would just know that I'm getting put, rid of. Yeah. Put in oh hey hey bag. Martha, how are hey. you? Just taking out, the, taking out my trunch. trunch. Two a.m. Uh, my buddy shit in his underwear and threw it out the window uh, when we were kids and forgot about it and then found it later in the backyard and like all these bugs have eaten through and he's like oh Jesus and he just said the circle of life. <laughs> no, I actually I don't I think I told it on Patreon when I pooped at not my home. Yeah. Okay, I guess it'll be public. I actually recently 
just had your experience because i my shit's fucked up mm-hmm. i took too many antibiotics as a kid i'm probably not supposed to have dairy i drink dairy it's it's it's, it's like it's too good i'll take the risk it's it it is yeah. that's the truth and uh so then i take like celium husk with soluble fiber yeah and it just all of a sudden makes like like but go but like go a few days worth so i remember where i was i was having lunch with mark acom talking about the app and then i had eggs and coffee and the celium husk kicked in at cafe dialogue on sunset mm-hmm. place and i'm driving to mike's house which is not far at all right and uh on the route there it all happens what just happened to you and i was like <laughs> i cannot make it to michael's house and i was like the route back to dialogue cafe like i don't know there's a line parking this and that and then i was like okay there's a porta potty on sweetser because i used to live on sweetser yeah, yeah, and yeah. i rented out to a comic buddy i'm gonna say rented out a porta potty <laughs> like this happens so often you just like slip him some money you go yeah let me have access to this and then um i go i'll just make it to mike's house like i i, I could do it it's two miles max and then on the uh, as we get closer i start doing the the you know the the war in the stomach and the cramps and i start going like this i <laughs> i start running stop signs i start speeding over dips and i'm just like oh fuck and then i go i got to make it to the porta potty and then i'm like what if the construction workers are using it what if it's locked and then i was like i have to break into my old apartment that i now rent to a comedian and I and because I knew he was out of town, huh. like I, I would have called and be like, I need to use your toilet. But there was also no time was no for time. This. There was no time. Ask for forgiveness later. So I just shit in Darius Bennett's apartment, <laughs> and I'm sorry, Darius. <laughs> and uh, and I told this story on Patreon a couple weeks ago, but it's behind a paywall, <laughs> so he wouldn't hear it. But now, <laughs> you now go, he's gonna hear it. You go. That was my premium content. That was premium. That and fans I, could have access to. And I shit at his place, and I felt bad because I'm not. I but I was going to shit a a, a fucking celium husk yeah. an ayahuasca poop in my <laughs> fucking Camry and I made a choice. I would have done the same. I you just, don't need to feel bad about. I'm that. like I'm sorry, man. Like yeah. I had to. Yeah. I was going to shit pounds you in should, my pants. Yeah. I would. You're able to forgive yourself okay. for that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But I I felt your pain because I just had it's it. That the was worst. Like, what three weeks ago. So that was the last and only time I've shit myself as an adult. We'll see what the future holds. <laughs> but at least I'm ready for the next one. Yeah. I'll be like, this old bag. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Yeah, not going to get me again. I don't know if it's a Mexican thing, but my whole family's been doing it her whole life. I don't know. I don't know. My, uh... I come from a long line of pants poopers. <laughs> <laughs> you think it was my first rodeo? It's in our DNA. My grandfather was a pants pooper uh, his father was a pants pooper <laughs> there are no pants <laughs> that my family cannot handle i've literally seen like washed underwear hung up in every household i've ever <laughs> been to like it is common to go to my mom's house and just seen underwear hung up on the shower knob they're big ladies you know you, you guys share a knowing <laughs> nod it's just the, the shorthand you guys have happened again oh anyways all right that's dude thank you so much of for doing course. my pod please everyone check dude. out fahim anwar check out his podcast the dance hour yeah fahim anwar dance hour it's on all the regular 
you know, yeah, places on all the stuff. YouTube as well. We'll t- we'll tag you in it and have all cool. your links. And nice. thanks for doing it. Thanks for giving us a poop story. I didn't know if you I had didn't. One. I didn't know if I was gonna do it or not. But I was like, obviously, it's such a tentpole of this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> why not? It, fe- it feels good. It feels like I've evacuated my own bowels, just like <laughs> yeah. the bowels of my soul. I felt I felt you go. I, I was a little worried, but I was like, "Bird did it. Bird did it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what good is that story just in my mind? Yeah. It's good. It's good. All right, man. Thank you. Of course. Thank Thanks you. for having me. That's I'll community see, I'll service. See you, uh, on the scene. I'll see you on Jam in the Van. Jam in the Van. Asphalt parking lot. Yeah. That's what life is now. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. We love you. I love you. I don't know if he's I, I love. I love them too. <laughs> I love them. Don't tell them I don't love them. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Fahim and War on Community Service Podcast. And you know what we do. We're plugging our app, baby. Comedy Showcase app is on iTunes, not Android. Got to get out of the red. And uh, <laughs> it's a subscription-based app. It's an app you pay for, and guess what? All of the money goes to the comedians on the app. Isn't that something? Should It should be how it is for everything. Oh, this cute cat just sleeping on me. Fuck the app. Look at the cat. <laughs> Look at the cat. How am I going to? Oh, you're so sweet. Anyways, this app is doing good things, and if you are a fan of stand-up comedy and a fan of supporting uh, most of them, starving artists, uh, this is for you. You get laughter, you get content, and the money, 100% of the money right now goes to the artist on the app. And uh, Boo is just nibbling on my nutsack right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Comedy Showcase app. Get it. Uh, if you don't uh, like comedy, uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> that's it i love you all thank you so much look at this kitten merry christmas happy hanukkah kwanzaa i'm christian so i say christmas (laughs) merry christmas oh this kitten is so cute okay that's my i'm jewish (laughs) happy chanukkah as Smokey Robinson just said. Did you see that viral video? No. It's Hanukkah, Smokey. Come on. <laughs> Everyone knows that. I did it. <laughs> it's, it's spelled two different ways. One with a H, one with a C-H. <laughs> okay, English. <laughs> Get over yourself. Oh, okay. I love you all. I'm just going to pet my kitten. Adios.